2: To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do and more importantly how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com.
3: Hi, my name is Matt Carper, heavy metal author based in the UK and you're listening to the Chronicles Of podcast with Tom and Jamie.
1: Hey guys, what's going on? Sorry, there's no trailer this week. I do apologise, but it's the sixty third edition of the Chronicles of Podcast sixty. All the numbers were sixty. This is this sixty third edition. I couldn't even get my numbers out, Jamie. I was wrong with this tonight, but there we are. Um, I do believe. Oh, go away. But I do believe, Jamie, that these are the Chronicles uh, of Matt Carper. Is that is that right? You are damn skippy, sir. They are. Oh, lovely. So I suppose we'd better bring this piece in at some point tonight. So uh, I'll get back on that road and I'll keep driving. Hello.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 63rd edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these, the these, 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 the are the chronicles of Matt Carper. It is I, the bearded Brummy Jamie, and joining me, as always, as always, this handsome
1: devil right over there. It's the Scotsman Tom, what's going on, guys? What was the these from this this week? Yeah, yeah, get down with the trumpets. Yeah, yeah, I had a bit of a Rizzle
2: Kicks moment. I don't know why. Who the fuck? Oh, is that the two kids? Yeah.
1: I don't think I ever listened to them, ever. I just know that one song. I think they're on an edition of Sucker AM once, and everyone was like, who the fuck are these guys? They had, like, one hit, and then that was it. I think it was that
0: one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, weird. Um, Yeah. Uh, Hi, guys. Welcome to the 63rd edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. the Chronicles of Matt Carper. We want to apologise, first and foremost, massively for the fact that we didn't issue a trailer this week. Uh, It's been... Really fucking touch and go with uh, Jamie's really yeah. wanky shits. Um I've transferred to a new job. We've got a lot of stuff going on. So massive apologies to Matt that we didn't manage to get a trailer, and to all you loves that love listening to what shapes come out at the end of each one. <laughs> Just for the record, it would have been rectangle. Is Just would a, it? Yeah, book shape. I think I would have gone for a hypotenuse. Oh, but still shape. Anyway. <laughs> So, the first thing I want to get to, before the hilarity and the hijinks begin, something's really pissed me off this week <gasps> um, that I want to talk about. But Ricky Gervais is on my side, so that's one thing. Uh, quite a few people, I think, are in, this, are in agreement. So, I want to know what you think. I feel like something's not Jamie. been on my radar. Okay. Sale of fireworks to the public, Jamie. So, yes. what do you think... Because I think it should be banned, personally. Ban it, ban it, ban it in all general ways possible. Ban it. Do you remember when we were kids? Like, and you the only way you see fireworks would be at an event. You get to go to some field somewhere or some fire. Now they they set off with the day. Yep, it's
2: complete and utter bullshit. It should be one day fireworks day, and that's it. In public displays, not selling it, so every fucker in his gran can have a
1: pissing fireworks display every single day that week. Oh, yeah, fuck well, it, I fucking hate it. They were going off for, for about two or three weeks here. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, you got there was, I read a news report and I know it's not, it's this three year old girl had a gerbil that was not very old and it died from shock. From the, you know, animals hate it. But not just that. The one thing that I was thinking about as well, which really made me go, they need to stop selling them is army veterans, war veterans that have PTSD. Yep. That, that have only now you know, they 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 struggle. They don't sleep, etc., because of explosions, and you know, there's that as well to consider. And I think that everyone is just greedy these days. People don't care about people anymore. They only care about money, Jamie. Money and sparkly little lights in the sky. Like, it's so weird. why is it off the day? Why what what's the day gonna do? I want to just hear it go no, bang. <laughs> Like, that's how I imagine <laughs> that their IQ level is. I just want to see the bang thing, light sparkling lights, and to bang and ooh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Ricky Gervais went a bit further with what he said, but you know, um, <laughs> Ricky Gervais, I, I can only guess. I, you know, and I completely, 100% <laughs> agree with him because it's just it's unnecessary, really. Like, who, why do you want to buy fireworks for? No, like, get it. Why, why do we need them? Just go to a display, like yep. like we used to when we were children, like. It, it just it kind of or a race course. They're at race course as well, don't they? It kind of takes away the whole like watching them a display because you just got. I don't know. I don't know. No, if
2: it, it was a nice like family and community thing, you got together, you went to see the fireworks and the bonfire, and you know now it's just like oh, I'm going to look out my window while my child can't sleep because it's so fucking loud.
1: Man, makes I don't I don't like it. No, so. it needs to stop. Needs to stop.
2: Yeah. But I did have a also have a thought about fireworks day this the other day. Do people still do like the guy like putting the, the man on the fire?
1: Guy Forks? Yeah, Guy Forks. Do people still do that? I don't know, mate. I haven't been to a fireworks display was. in years, so I have absolutely no idea. Oh I yeah, mean, I was just thinking about the other day Like, you used to get your dad's old socks and make a little man and then shove him on the fire. I was like, do people still do this? I don't think so. I think <laughs> Millennials only care about Snapchat and TikTok now, don't they?
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: So I don't think anyone knows who Guy Fawkes actually is. I've been watching, like, admit this, I've been watching the new I'm a Celebrity get me out of here with Keris. Um, And to be honest, it's one of the only reality TV shows I fucking love. Um, And there's a guy there from Hollyoaks, quite young, um, who says all the new words like gassed and peak and all that sort of shit. Um, I think I saw him because Becky's been watching it. Who didn't know what lacerate means. And he kept saying he's gas about things and he's just he, Chris Moles is winding up a treat. It's fucking wonderful. But it's just like, you know, it, it's almost I, I don't know if it's a technological thing, but like how do I say that I sound like an absolute prick. But I feel like people that like humans these days have evolved as far as they could go. And it's almost like we're going backwards. <laughs> it's how I'll phrase that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Previously, we would say this is good, my
2: friend. Now we say it's fucking lit, fam. Yeah, we're going backwards.
1: So it's almost like we've gone from bang bang caveman with with club to now phone 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 Snapchat filter phone TikTok. You know, yeah, it's not an ideal. It's a bit of a serious start to the show here. I do to say, We are
2: old as fuck, sir. We are we moaning are. about the so younger
1: generation. Some... We are old. <laughs> Let me get something a bit more off-topic, in my opinion, I thought was hilarious. I really feel for homeless people. Okay. I feel for homeless people, Jim, because have you got spare change? Nobody carries cash anymore. Nope. So what we need to do is we need to buy homeless people card machines. <laughs> so they can go, Could you imagine it? Can, I, have you, got, can you spare some? I've already got cards. Wonderful. £10, please. <laughs> Just tap on the top. Thank you. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> that
2: makes it there's actually a mighty booth sketcher that did that. So I've got no change. It's all right, I take it, card.
1: And he pulls out a card machine. <laughs> but then you think that what would probably happen is they just go near your pocket, wouldn't they? Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
1: Which is why I don't carry my wallet with me anymore, Jamie. It's all stored in my telephone or I my watch. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely
2: right though, because a of times, like, have you got any spare change? It's like, no, I actually don't. I don't carry cash
1: yeah. ever anymore. It's not it's not a lie anymore, homeless yeah. person. I'm not I genuinely... lying to you anymore, sir. I genuinely don't have any money. Yeah, nobody <laughs> clinks past you anymore.
2: <laughs> I walk out the house in my wallet most of the time. Like, why have I got this on me? I don't actually need anything from. Because I think of it. I'm
1: ago. Oh yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah. But what's this do again? <laughs>
2: I've always got a paranoid moment in my head. It's like, what happens if my mobile contactless payment doesn't work and I've not got my card? Then I'm knackered.
1: Well, I don't know. Yeah, you're pretty fucked. Yeah, so. A story for you. Let's have story time, shall we? Oh, a I story like story time. That, story that Keris told me, which was absolutely fucking wonderful. Keris's mum. They went to the park with her two nephews, right? <laughs> uh, this is a while ago. And there was an ice cream van. It was when the weather was wonderful. And uh, she went. Oh yeah, I'll have two ice creams for the boys. Boom, boom. They started tucking in. Oh, my phone's dead. And Karis went. So is mine. Uh, crap. She goes. I'll run back to the house. I'll, I'll grab. I'll grab me. A, I'll grab your wallet, and I'll drive back round. She went. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. No worries. All sorted. She's still there, holding up this massive fucking queue for ice cream. <laughs> All right. The kids are like, No, 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 no lovely ice cream. Lovely. Karis gets back. Goes here you go here's your card. She's like I can't believe it. Anyway, they go back home. She puts her phone on charge. Nothing happens. She's like, what the, what the hell? So it's like confused. Like, I think my phone's broken. Keris looks and goes, you turned the brightness all the way down.
0: <laughs> oh. That's
2: the love
1: sort it. of thing that I'd do. That is fucking I brilliant. absolutely <laughs> that is Amazing, beyond belief. <laughs> well, yeah, My mum's stories, or Keris' mum's stories, you're always in for a treat, I tell you. Oh, I miss your mum's stories. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> I don't see it. Well, we, I don't really see her much at the moment, so I don't know. Obviously, now I live apart from her. It's uh, a while away, oh. shall I say. Yeah, it's yeah. hard It's hard to do so. But um, before we get into the cruxy, cruxy, delicious part of the show... I was having a conversation with Karis in the car. I can't remember where we were going. Um, But I was talking about my new job. And obviously, I'll get into my new job in a bit. But I was talking about Luxembourg, okay? As you do. And I thought, look, I was thinking, like, the French speak French, the Spanish speak Spanish. Why do they speak in Luxembourg? So I I was like, is it Luxembourgish? You know, (laughs) is it? (laughs) It should be. Jamie, it is. (laughs) What? It's Luxembourgish. That, wait, what? That's actually blowing my mind. I thought we were having a laugh. Yeah. What? That's so actually a language. It's, it's Luxembourgish, and they speak French and Spanish as well. But, like, Luxembourgish is a real language. Oh, shit. Phenomenal. That's Phenomenal. Duolingo. I want to learn Luxembourgish. Uh, tell me. It. But the conversation then got better because Keris then went, Hang on. Luxembourg's by Sweden. Why are speak speaking French and Spanish? And I was like, Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hang on. What? It's by Sweden. It's a Scandinavian country, isn't it? She went, no, it's not a country, babe. It's a capital. Like, whoa, Uh, this is getting better. (laughs) Okay, okay, that's fine. I feel we're slightly akin now with our stupidness when it comes to jobs. So Luxembourg is by Sweden, (laughs) and it's a capital city, not a country. (laughs) Fantastic. It's definitely a country, and it's definitely by France. So, yeah, just one of those moments I was like, oh. Oh, oh, I just love you that eat that little bit more.
2: <laughs> I love it when your partner has something you just can't resist jumping on. It's like when Becky says a word completely fucking wrong. I just have to jump on it. I'm like, oh, what is it? What's that word again? Yeah, you can't is, leave it alone. Is it
1: quinoa or is it quinoa? It's definitely not quinoa, is it, love? <laughs> Mind you, to, to be fair to the girl, I used to call it that before I found out it was called quinoa. Genuine story. <laughs> But because because of this, I now actively will change the words, the saying of words, because I think it's funny. Like quiche, for example. I fucking love quiche, though. It's the best word in the world. That's my favourite word that you change
2: is (laughs) Quiche. It's great. That's great. So
1: anyway, how are you, Jamie? Anyway, are you well? I
2: am very well. I'm absolutely shattered, but I'm good. I've had a, an eventful week, so yeah, I'm good. I'm hyped up. I'm love, loving okay. life, as they say.
1: I'm excited to hear about this. Excited. Yeah. How are you, sir? How are you? I'm good. I'm not stressed. It's Ooh. great. Ooh. Um, I'm a little tired, um, but that's just because obviously I'm learning a whole new role. So it's like, yeah. fuck. Um, but Jamie's great. It's, it's so good. great. Oh, it's good. just... But, you know, they are letting me work shorter hours and are still paying me in full. I mean, I'm not going to complain about straight away. That in itself is beautiful. I know. When it, when, <laughs> when my boss was like, oh, yeah, so might as well start at 10 and finish at 4, yeah? And he goes, I'll still pay you for the whole thing, but, you know, just, just to ease you in and get you in because there's a lot to take in. And I was like, all right. Nice. Yeah? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there's no, like... It's just nice to do my own thing in my own time. Just, just, I don't have to rely on anybody else. I'm just typing away. Like this is, this is fucking great. Looking at all the French people on LinkedIn, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I will elaborate more later. But still, it's just, it's just wonderful. Jay, I'm like, I might go have a poo now. I think <laughs> like, you so have I mean? to home I, already as well. Yeah, well, yeah, first, yeah, I'm in the office tomorrow, but like. I only work, I work Monday to Wednesday and Friday at home and the Thursday in the office. Nice. So, oh, it's great. I, I literally, so I'm already tired because my brain's like, yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, I get um, that. Yeah. But, but like finish at five o'clock I'm at four o'clock at the moment. I finish at five normal and just go, cool. Oh, I'm already home. This is wonderful. <laughs> I'll just go sit on the sofa. I get evenings back. It's really, it's really blown my mind because then obviously normally I get getting about quarter to seven or eight o'clock per down on what shift I was on. So now I'm like, it's only half six. I've been home for ages. <laughs> I never actually left. It's so great. It's such a, I'm just going to enjoy this novelty while it's here. Like I'm just going to yeah. soak it and eat it and everything. I'm just going to Love every single second of it. It's fucking wonderful. Give it a couple of weeks, you'll be like, I need to get out of this fucking house. But again, <laughs> I get That was very Scottish of you, Paul. Fucking hell, where have you come from yeah I need to get the fucking house, sir.
2: not even me
1: crazy. Who <laughs> um, throws a shoe? Um, so <laughs> weirdly, all right, and my last few days at Specsavers, I was, I was dispensing someone, and out of nowhere, I heard from miles away someone just went, Who throws a shoe? And it was completely irrelevant to the competition I was having. I'd never said anything about it. I was like, That's fucking wonderful. And that, so I just went, That really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, glorious. <laughs> we love the Austin Powers dude. Anyway, Jamie, anyway, what oh. have you been doing with
2: yourself? Oh, what have I been doing myself? I've been a busy, busy boy. Well, first, I've, I've mostly been Rihanna and I've been on these fucking 210 shifts, which I absolutely <laughs> yeah. despise. But do you know what? It's not all that bad. It's not all that bad. Because last Thursday, as people know, I must spoke about last week, I had a job interview.
0: Oh, yes.
2: Yes, you That's did. I yes, had a you did. Job interview for a team leader position at my place. I was very excited. I got Friday morning, got home from a night shift, had a little snooze, went back in first. No, I'll oh, fuck my days up there. Wednesday night, sorry. Worked, went home, had a little snooze, went back, suited and booted, got asked if I was working for an undertaker so many times because of black shirt and tie. But regardless, I went in there. Had my interview, and I'm not going to lie, I felt like I'd fucked it. I did not feel confident at all. I know. I remember because you texted me. Yeah. I just, I don't know what it was. I can't even tell you why I didn't feel confident. I just, you know you you get Jamie? that vibe. Yeah, probably. I yeah,
1: just didn't get Jamie. that vibe. <laughs> I
2: don't know why. And then Friday, I went to see the kids, and they said they were going to phone. Let us know on Friday. And I was checking my phone all the time. I kept it's a, I kept a yeah. headphone in. All day, even when I was with the kids, I was like, "I'm keeping this headphone in. Don't anyone knock this headphone out my ear. I'm not missing this goddamn phone call." And then eventually it rang, and I was like, "Oh, oh, oh!" I was, Here we yeah. go. And I was like, "Hello." He's like, "Is it James?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Steve." He's like, "Oh, you're on mate. Just to let you know, mate, we'd like to offer you the position." I was like, "Get in." So yeah, well, first <sighs> of all, he
1: was like. Uh, thank you, Steve. Yeah, really appreciate.
2: it. Yeah. Okay, it actually okay. was pretty oh much, god, much I, like. I thank right you, god. Steve. I'm really appreciate this offer, mate. I, uh, I thought I'd done really bad. He's like, mate, all your answers are absolutely spot on. You did a really good job. A really strong interview. I was like, oh, thanks, mate. But no, I fucking
1: got him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate, like yeah. A, I, I can't feel like a get smart mode with Steve Carell when he thinks <laughs> of the, in that side of that bubble when he squeeze, get, an agent. <laughs> and he screams, Yeah. Go, oh my god, I'm so happy. Like, uh, Jamie, I'm still on the phone. Oh. Sorry, thanks, dude. <laughs> mate, oh, no. mate, congratulations. Absolutely back on new. the fucking ladder back. So proud of you. Now, work's not everything. All right. No, don't, no. don't, st- don't be doing 48 hour shifts like right? that, bollocks. No, no, no. I know what you're like. No, you have but- a family too. Enjoy oh, no, you Have no. a show with me. Enjoy this. To be fair, there's
2: 10 team leaders. So I think I'll be all right. Sharing that, yeah, they're all presented. like, "Oh, Westwood's in, <laughs> fucking hell!" I got to see my fair, family. <laughs> I turned up on Saturday, and one of the team leaders is like, "Oh, I'm on my own today. You can come sit with me." So I've been doing the I've been doing the team leader role pretty much since Saturday of running the shift, giving all the jobs out and everything. But it's good experience before I actually start. So yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Officially start on the 28th of August. What? August, November, <laughs> August. Just so okay. everyone knows, Are we got
1: back in time. Just so to everyone, everyone to knows prior to
2: this recording. My brain is Freud. I don't I don't even know what my own name is today.
1: <laughs> I don't want to look at too suspect saying please. Don't <laughs> <laughs> <No, laughs> say back in time, Jamie, please. I, go I can't back. do that again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, no, I got the job. And yeah, fucking yeah, very happy. Congrats. Uh, huge news. Huge congrats. news. So, I'm like very excited. The only thing that's bothering me is I still don't know Morosa yet. So, I'm like, I can't plan my life at all from the 28th of November because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't actually know yet. It's going to oh, be more. I'd be, be
1: like, excuse me. It's going to be more. More cash. They, cashmola, sent, me the, they please. sent me
2: the offer letter and they're like, it's between this amount and this amount. I'm like, which Fuck fucking off. one is it then? Go for the highest. Go for the highest. Yeah. Always <laughs> go give for the highest. Me some money. But no, I don't care. I'm back on the fucking ladder. Yeah, very happy. And plus, that means I'm my father-in-law's boss now. Fuck you.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, no, why are
1: you? Phenomenal.
0: Yep. Yes,
2: and
1: Adrian, you'll be doing all the shit jobs now, okay? Yep. So every job you're doing, you're on your own in the morgue. <laughs> okay? No, no, you're just going to live down there now, all right? <laughs> your job is to clean the mortuary floor with a toothbrush. Bye.
2: <laughs> with your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so i was gonna say that before it might be a bit too far <laughs> what else have we been doing this week it looks like i've had a great week we did a fantastic interview with an absolute hero of mine from um from when i was younger and oh it made my little heart very very happy you'll find out all about that in two weeks time two weeks time what else have i done i got a new bed you know
1: there basically we got a oh, ab- that team leader dollar coming in now. <laughs> fuck it <laughs> up. Yeah, Becky, we're rolling it. Let's <laughs> get a fucking new let's bed. A fucking bed. And <laughs> let's ruin this one in a week, <laughs> Man making sex joke. <laughs> me man. <laughs> me man, me make noise.
2: Now, um, <laughs> what else have I done this week? Oh. How was seeing the let kids me think. Oh, I, I was gonna it. say, I've been to see the kids. Today I took Sam to his first after school club. He's now joined an archery club. I was like, fuck yeah, Sam. Oh, there we are. Didn't realise there was a church in Cheltenham called The Rock. That made me very happy. Just absolutely incredible name for a church. I kept saying we were going to the church of Dwayne Johnson, and I was getting a, a look every time I said it. But it's absolutely fine. But you know how I've told you in the past that Sam is a mini version of me with the random shit he comes out with?
1: Oh, is this from your status earlier? Yeah, I forgot to put it on Facebook earlier. Go on. You might as well tell the world. Come well. on.
2: You can't say it wasn't funny. It wasn't, but it, it was that's, funny. The way he just turned around to me and just went, "Dad, did you know I'm a bilingual dog?" Meow. I was, I was in, I was dying. I was just like, "That is absolutely brilliant, you little legend." <laughs> How did you not find that funny? I suppose it's not my humour. I guess. I suppose. I suppose it's just. I suppose. I suppose. Um, watching wise, I I've not watched a lot this week because, like I said, I've been constantly working. But I am on series four of the crown because series five has just started so we been binging that still loving it it's a great show don't know why i enjoy it so much but i do and i am now on season two episode eight of 24 and fuck me this show is getting so good like i was enjoying season two at the start but it wasn't pulling me in and then all of a sudden now I'm like, holy fuck, what the fuck's going on? Oh my God, I need to know everything that's happening. Why is there a dead body in the boot? Why has she just slipped this man's throat? What the hell is going on? Tell me all now. Yeah. show's so good. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so good.
0: Oh yeah. So good. <laughs> and
2: um, last but not least, thing I can think about from my uh, my week is you made me tell the story of my test the other week. Oh Yes. Got the results back. Officially firing blanks, baby. Bang, blank.
1: Congratulations. Yeah. You can now fuck to your heart's content. Yeah, I can. You can insert that down, Jack. i am asking. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah. Enjoy, my friends. It was all worth it in the end, eh? Yeah, I'm fucking. I'm well happy. <laughs> no more kids. Uh-uh. No more kids. Uh-uh.
2: Anyway, how are you? No, are you?
1: kids. No. Kids, <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, how are you? What are you up to? Zero is plenty for me. Um, yeah, I'm good, my friend. I'm I'm actually buzzing. I'm actually, I think it's the happiest I've been in a while. I think Keri's has noticed it too. Um, I think quite a few people have noticed it actually. Um, and, you know I've talked to them. Baz has noticed it. Brain's noticed it. Like quite a few people have been chatting to <laughs> name drop. Um, <laughs> If, I've been noticed it quite a bit, which is quite nice. So I obviously completed, uh, finally completed my run at Specsavers. Um, Jamie, it, what's mental is right. They looked at what I'd done on the last day and were like, "Why have you done so much work on your last day?" I was like, "Because nobody does any fucking work here. That's why." Yeah. So I on my last day, I dispensed. Right? This doesn't it include collections or adjustments. How many people do you think I dispensed on my last day, Jamie? Uh, 25. Um, very fucking close. 22. I <laughs> Jesus, I was yeah. close. And they're like, what the fuck? I was like, exactly, guys, because no one does anything around here. So, you know, I wish you all Godspeed now, now that I no longer exist in your realm. I'm probably not very good at my job. They're probably all remakes. But still, I still saw all those people. So still, there we are. Um, Last week, we did two amazing interviews. One obviously tickled your... Ball sack like you wouldn't believe. Oh, and it was...
2: tickled my pickle very much
1: so. Yeah, so obviously he's a big hero of yours and a big bucket list guest of yours. Uh, for those that pay attention to the social media, will know exactly who it is. Uh, otherwise, you'll find out in two weeks' time. We also spoke to an absolutely wonderful Derbyshireman, uh, and that'll be out next week. And that is That's just... It. For some reason, I thought that was the week before. My bad. Phenomenal interview that's out next week. Like, I'm so excited. This one's a fucking doozy. You're in for a treat, guys, really. The content that comes on this on this show every fucking week. You're in You just... We spoil you, guys. We spoil you all. It's disgusting how much we spoil you. Anyway, um, Friday came along, Jamie. Friday came along. My final day at Specky's, and I happened to go and see somebody who happens to be a massive influence is a huge mainstay a really big part of my life growing up earlier you talked about the grand wonderful tv show 24 it's obviously the greatest tv show of all time and i happened to go and watch the main star of that show Kiefer sutherland uh in tramshed in cardiff it was so weird (laughs) in the (laughs) coolest way possible like he was fucking amazing the whole show was amazing was amazing he was just an absolute presence. The crowd just ate it up, um, and he was great. Um, he had to cancel the shows two, three days later just getting COVID, which I, I was a bit that. like, "Thank fucking god!" <laughs> but when he was in Cardiff, he was like, "Oh, I've been fighting this cold. It's been doing my head in for the past couple of days." But he was just—he was humble. He was lush, like a really lovely guy on stage as well. Listening to him talk, it was like, "It's fucking Keeper Sutherland, and he's literally four rows in front of me. This is insane." No. This is insane. Was it packed? Was there a lot of people there? Rammed. Really? That's so, awesome. what did blow my mind, Jamie? This is a country rock uh, show, right? This is country music. The amount of people fighting. Really? Like, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So, as you all know, I messaged you about these two elderly, elderly gentlemen in front of me. Ah, so this yes. this guy, he was smaller than me, right? It, was, it says, me, carries us to my left. And there was an old couple in front of me. The guy was the same size as me. And the, the wife was smaller than Keris. Okay. Jesus Christ, she must have been small. So they were they were loving. She was loving life. They were having a great time. Out of nowhere, this guy in a leather jacket appears. Jamie, he pushed right in front of me. He was so close in front of me, I might as well have be been inside him. <laughs> That's how close he was. He was on my shoes. His head was here at my chin. And I was like, I went, you're right there, mate. And he didn't say anything. I was like, oh, there we are, then. <laughs> so I nudged I him up. I nudged him off. Anyway, he was trying to take a video. Poorly, my tired. So I thought he was wasted. Keris thought he was special needs. I thought he was fucked because he was trying to take a video and he kept falling onto his phone and ringing people. Then he kept doing other things. He kept closing the app down and eventually he took a video, right? He took a video, he finished the song. And then he tried to push past the guy and the lady. Right. The guy then went, "What do you think you're doing?" He's like, oh, "I'm trying to take a photo." He goes, "No, you're not you're trying to fucking push in, aren't you?" And then this gu- little guy, no, goes, "Don't you fucking tell me what to do!" Like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Okay." Anyway, I didn't hear the rest of it after this. I didn't. I, I was watching, like, intent because it's right in front of my face. Yeah, yeah. And um, all of a sudden. The wife turns around and is like, you fucking you I'm getting in his face. I was going, this is mint. <laughs> and then it took a turn. So she was having a go. He obviously said something. The husband then grabbed the guy like this, grabbed him really tight. And he went, you fucking what? And I went, whoa, guys, whoa, whoa. Okay. Let's calm down. So I pushed my, I've never done this before. My eyes went, what? Cool. Let's chill out. Let's get Let's Calm down. Yeah. Oh, fella. Perfectly fine. The little guy, stares at me, looks up. And he's like, cool. And Actually, no. And fucked up. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah. All right, looking down. Like, okay, what's going on? And he looked at me and he went, nah. And then fucked up. Didn't see for us the, the show. <laughs> Detective Jack Bowers on that fucking stage. You show exactly. some goddamn respect, <laughs> motherfucker. With the suavest piano
2: player I've ever seen in my life. That was going to be my next question. He looks suave from the
1: photo you're uploading. Oh, I need when, to know more about this guy. When he walked on, I went, holy shitting balls. I hope I look like that when I'm older. <laughs> Fuck me. Like, what a wonder. He was doing backing vocals. He was playing the piano like you wouldn't, but like, it just, like it meant nothing. It was like, he was, like, it made it look so easy. <laughs> what a legend that guy was. Anyway. Ten minutes after this fight, had occurred, this potential fight had occurred between the two elderly gentlemen. To my right, another fight broke out. What the fuck? I was like, "What is going on?" What it comes down to, James, I think Welsh people can't handle their drinks. Anyway, brave. Um, <laughs> this is a girl, a girl, and a guy standing over to go at each other. No idea what was going on. Kerry's like, "What's going on?" I was like, "Babe, to be honest with you, I don't give a shit." That's why I enjoy the show. Uh, they all got thrown out anyway. I don't know what happened. Um, and the rest of it was great. It was really fucking great. So Weird. some women kept being like, we, our friends are over there, can we push past? And me and the older guy like, nope. Around you go. <laughs> Everyone's friends are over there. Fuck off. Exa- yeah, exactly. Like, what is, what is the, the need to be at the... To, if you want to be at the front, get there earlier. Yeah, I was about to say, if you want to be at the front, get there earlier. Stop Stop going to the bar. Yep. Set, like, just fuck off, basically. <laughs> Very much. Um, but he was a dude. It was amazing. It was absolutely incredible. I loved every second of it. And I wish I could go see him again. That's how good, that's how good it was. Um, So Friday night was fantastic. We were buzzing. And then obviously it was rugby Saturday. So I was like, this gets even fucking better. Um, Keris decided to go shopping with her mum. So I was like, Scotland, Fiji, one o'clock, Wales is in at three. Oh, don't mind if I fucking do. But what was the best thing? So Scotland beat the Fijians. I was so happy. Harris walked in, got you some beers, can watch Wales, New Zealand? Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course we fucking can. <laughs> they got absolutely battered, by the way, might I add. Yeah, Wales did. Yeah. It, New Zealand meant to be like, the greatest team of all time. I was going to say, to be fair, it is against New Zealand. Even I know they're like the gods of rugby. But Ireland are top, are top of the world rankings. New Zealand are third. Or oh, oh, it might be even fourth. I think France might be third. New Zealand aren't up there anymore. But, Jamie, this Sunday coming... This Sunday, Scotland, New Zealand at Murrayfield. Oh my god! I, I could taste. I can just taste. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We 2017. We were 22 yards away from beating them. So now it's like, oh my god, we could beat New Zealand. It just. I'm just. I need to just calm down and just. <laughs> I you're you getting know, giddy now. Like, oh my god, it's gonna be it. it it's, it's it's going to be great. I don't want them to batter us. I really, really don't want to come out and be like, ha, <laughs> ha, all right. Uh, yeah, so that's four tries in 10 minutes. What do you want to know about that? They're like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, It'll be fine. yeah, so I'm excited. Um, so we had rugby Saturday. Uh, I don't think we went anywhere. We didn't really go anywhere the weekend. We went for a walk on Sunday. No, we went uh, to um, uh, the uh, retail park. Just did some bits and pieces that's so just get out of the house for a bit. Uh, it was NFL Sunday, uh, uh, so that was banging. Uh, the Steelers didn't play so I buy weeks, so thank fucking god for that. So we didn't lose, hooray! Um, and then the brand new job started. It's been great, mate. Like, I just can't, like, I said to you earlier, it's just been wonderful. Like, yeah. I really can't complain. Like, my event, I've already got as many people as I need to start chasing and stuff like that. And like, my boss is loving me, we're having a good laugh. Um, he rang me and went, hi, it's Mohammed from Virgin Media. And I went, I don't work with Virgin Media. I was about to go nuts He went, Mate, hey, it's James, it's James, James, your boss. Yeah, chill out. calm down. It's okay. And I was like, you motherfucker. I was like, you realize I was about to go with ape shit on your ass. Because yeah, my boss is a prick. Like, I hate my job. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, Tom, see so you fired. Like, no, oh, good luck at Christmas. Boo. Um, mm. so yeah, I've literally just been doing that catch-up with WWE um i just love it in life mate it's so refreshing love it i just realized get...
2: i missed two things off that i did we what's that well you just mentioned WWE that jog my mind i was waiting for the train, trainer and if you know what? i'm gonna watch this match that everyone keeps banging on about and i watched reigns and logan paul from i haven't Central. seen it yet i won't give any spoilers or nothing but fuck me was i impressed i hate to say it about the guy but fuck me he belongs there he was damn good Okay, like we're so good, and I don't know how I managed to miss off the fact that I got fucking tattooed. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's nothing. To, it's like half a tattoo at the moment because it's like a cover up, so it's nothing. To it's quite annoying me a little bit to be honest because it's like I can see where it's going. I'm like I want the rest done now, but I'm going through major itchy tattoo phase. So if I'm I keep sitting here stroking my arm because it's itching like fuck and I can't scratch it. Don't scratch it. The best to do sure. is hit it. Slap it's the best thing to do. Oh, yeah, but I look a bit weird up you're all right, everyone, welcome to the podcast. That actually really helped. Um, yeah, <laughs> I bet it did. I bet it fucking did. But yeah, uh, no, good. I'm so happy with it so far. So I can't good, wait to get the rest of, the good. of it.
1: Good. Um, we've got three episodes of 24 Season 9 left and I am Ooh. done forever. There was a moment though, because I haven't seen Season 9, there was a moment that I was just not expecting and me and Karis were like laughing and like, I can't believe we just witnessed that. Fucking amazing, um, in series nine. So enjoy that when you get to it. Um, and uh, we've watched a few episodes of Dharma. We've been watching Vatican Girl. Have you heard about this? No, well, never know. On Netflix, and it's like, it's it's by the people who did Don't Fuck with Cats. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie, first episode's like this is incredible. What the fuck is going on? Basically, uh, in a nutshell, without spoiling any of it. This girl who lives in the Vatican City goes to music class uh, hmm. and doesn't return home. Uh, and basically, she gets kidnapped. And then it's like uh, the Pope gets involved. You're like, why does the Pope the get fuck? involved? Yeah, the Pope gets involved. You're like, huh? And then there's okay. really random demands of like, um, you must release this prisoner, otherwise we'll kill her. And then other shit happens. And then the detective at the end's going, um, gets taken off the trail because he, he's right. Basically, they're like, shit, this guy's working out. Let's just give him a journalist. Let's give him something else to do. Jamie, it's awesome. But well, one episode, right and at me, my and, alley. Me, me and and I address, seats going, what is going on? This is mental as fuck. Oh, this looks yeah. right at my alley. I'm getting so, involved in this. Yeah, I would. It's called Vatican Girl. It's okay. like, holy fuck, is all I can say. All right? I look forward to that. I look forward to that a lot. It's great. Um yeah, other than that, I'm slowly, slowly, slowly completing Final Space season three because I love it so much, I don't want to finish it. If you've never seen Final Space, you were something wrong with you. Um I forgot there was a season three. I'm on episode nine, one. I think. Oh my god, it's fucking it's so good. Um, so. but yeah, other than that, here we
0: are.
2: There is one more thing that I need you to confirm on whether you have done this this week because there is something that your lovely other half put on social media and it has concerned me, quite frankly. Have you put up your Christmas decorations already?
1: There's a little tree sat next to me, yeah. Oh, it made her happy. That's all that matters. Oh,
2: there's a little bit of pain in my heart right now.
1: I mean, I don't put decorations up, but she was having a bit of a shit day. She wanted to put it up, so I said, go for it. It made me feel bad for being angry about early decorations. It's
2: it's exactly what (laughs) happened, though. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I can move past it. It's
1: fine. Shall we hear from our mates at Stair Cozy? Yeah, cheer me up, Braden all right is this thing on well howdy doody everybody
2: this brayden berry from say we can fly founder of stay cozy clothing your one-stop shop for the coziest most fashionable hoodies t-shirts and more gorsh mickey
1: that's right folks and we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring the chronicles of podcast Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use
2: the special code, The Chronicles, at checkout. Oh,
1: boy. Oh. You get a wonderful hoodie like this. Just all you got to enter is 10% off. Is enter the Chronicles at checkout. That's all you got to do. The beautiful and this, hoodie. this could be yours.
2: That one. <laughs> They're literally oh. going to take it off Tom's
1: back and give you that one. I mean, no, we're not. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, while we're here, it's time for Callum's Treachings. Yeah,
0: it is!
1: Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you in Callum's Treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. Callum is back once again to Treach the world. And make you yeah, all is. his treacherous pets. So that's our Patreon right now. Yes,
2: that's a good point. I made a note to plug the Patreon at the start of this episode. And guess what I forgot to do? Plug the Patreon at the start of this episode. Yes, you can become a treacherous pet. $5 a month. And you're going to get a ton of stuff for it. Sign up now. Patreon.com forward slash
1: pod. Get entry in the journal. Jamie! <laughs> yes, sir. What is us this week? We live on a planet where sometimes big mountains just explode, and we're supposed to be okay with that. <laughs> Who created this sort of concept of <laughs> a volcano? It's so like, it's so <laughs> mental, isn't it? Well, like, I, don't, I don't think someone created it. They're sort of natural, but yeah. Well, no, no. As in, like the planet decided, you know, if this gets a bit overpopulated, I'm 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 gonna wank everywhere. <laughs> and all or, or me hot juicy lava can go everywhere and I'll kill off a few million people and we won't talk about it, all right? The volcano's going to have a wank. <laughs> who, Whose who's turn is it? Is it Vesuvius this year? Is it Vesuvius? Whose who's fucking turn is it? Who's going to go? Who, who wants to blow their load next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, uh, Vesuvius said hey, guys, uh, I'll my today. I'll take out the whole concept of Italy. It'll be fine. <laughs> 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 that's basically how it that's works stuck, isn't mate. it <laughs> I think even if it isn't it is now because yeah, so, like steam coming <laughs> off so it's like oh so.
2: that must be fucking terrifying if you live next to a volcano what hey why the fuck would you live next to a volcano you're asking for trouble and B, yeah, if you're just sitting there looking out the window, you like, see the smoke,
1: you're like, shit, today's the day, isn't it? We're all going to die. <laughs> I remember um, when the Iceland one went off, my sister was in Spain. Kate was in Spain. Hmm. And she's meant to fly home, I think, like the day or the day before. It was a day before we get her up, she was like, "Fuck! I should spend another week out there, with, like no money."
0: Oh yeah, I remember that.
1: And it like it like stopped all the planes and everything. And I remember like Monday Night Raw had like four rests on it. Yeah, I remember that. God, that was ages ago, wasn't it? That was nuts. Yeah, my sister was in Spain, stuck for another... oh god, stuck in Spain. Oh, whatever oh, will no. you do? <laughs> Woe is me.
2: I suppose if you're stuck there with nowhere to stay and no money, it is it is a bit shit. It's a little bit shit, yeah. It could be so lame. So yeah, just a tad. Yeah, but it's a good.
1: (laughs) Oh, just the idea of living next to a volcano. Why would you do that? Well, any natural disaster. I feel for Americans when you get like hurricanes and tornadoes. It's like, oh, you know, you need to get this. I've got an idea. Don't build houses there. Don't let anyone live in that vicinity. Why are you doing (laughs) this?
2: (laughs) Is there a place in America called like Tornado Valley or something like? Because yeah. Why the fuck would you move there? Just the house po- insurance must cost a fucking fortune.
0: Mm.
1: I bet it costs fucking nothing to live there. Probably probably not. cost like five bucks. <laughs> What's the mortgage? A handshake. Yeah. Oh, perfect, Brandy. We're gonna live in this farm right here. What's the called? <laughs> Tornado Valley? Fuck that, that's fine. It'll be all right. So, <laughs> if we can survive, be grand. How much is it? Ten bucks. For everything, yep, for everything How much is insurance on the trailer? Two million dollars <laughs> At least I don't have to worry about any volcanoes Wanking near me anyway <laughs> At least you won't die in a volcano <laughs> in, in an eruption of hot of Steaming hot lava <laughs> God, so steamy volcanoes those, those volcanoes work themselves right up Don't they, name. Sounds a bit like you, Hank my
2: little volcano
0: Mm.
2: just so happens to be my cousin
1: anyway (laughs) so let's move on before we get (laughs) into the right shit what else is Callum teaching us this week you never see a snail arrive they're always just there They're not the slowest thing. <laughs> no. thing. Oh. They're like ninjas. Ninja snails. They really are, yeah. They're not yeah,
2: talking any Japanese. anytime time I ever see a snail like out of its shell is in the nighttime. Is that a slug? No, not, not out of its shell. I mean like its head and bottom. Oh, All right, <laughs> <I'm
1: like>, Bye! That's <laughs> <laughs> like oh, he hasn't seen me. He hasn't. Oh, shit. <laughs> i was okay. going to stay here. He hasn't seen me. I talked. Oh, fucking hell. let put me, put me, put eyes back in. That's his ret- retreat, retreat. <laughs> He's
2: coming. I better stop in the middle of this pathway and hope no one stands on me.
1: And then you go, hang on. Where have you come from? You were not there two seconds ago. And they say they must fall off things, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of, they can't. Appeared that quick because they're fucking—they're not the fastest. So in the low ever. as fuck, yeah. Yeah. So it's like they must fall off something, and land, then go. Ow! I bet retreat. I'll stay here for a bit, and then us fuckers go. Ha! Ah, Why are you going now, snaily? My mom used to pick them up and have conversations with them. Uh, whoa! Right. Okay. Mm. Let's retreat now. Now your kid <laughs> makes sense. So. <laughs> Let, let, let's start that again. <laughs> so your mum ha- used to have conversations with snails? Yeah.
2: Yeah. you can elaborate. We'd be walking down the road or something, and she wouldn't want them to get squashed, so she'd pick them up, have a conversation with it, say, aren't you very silly being in the middle of the path? You might get squished. Oh, look at you, if you little ears and nice, eyes or whatever the fuck they are. And then she'd put them, like, in a hedge or on the piece of grass or something like that. I'd love it if that's now. like, fuck's sake, I'm trying to get over the other side here. <laughs> we always say that. I was like, how do you know that's the direction it's going in, Mom? You might have just fucking put it back 24 hours. You know how slow these things move. Yeah. yeah. And the planet's <laughs> like, oh, hello, you. <laughs> I've been wondering where you've been. No, 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 no. Top of that I was like, free taxi.
0: Woo! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what it feels like to fly. <laughs> <Wee>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, to be fair, though, if you do get to know my mum, I make sense, my kids make sense, everything makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it really does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: With novel there. But there we are. Anyway, yeah. Jamie, and finally, what is Alan preaching us this week? Somewhere there's probably a tree that sprouted the same day you were born and has been growing alongside you as you've grown up. Holy what? fuck, I want to hug that tree. Yeah, but you'd be like, holy <laughs> shit. You grew a lot taller than me. Yeah. It's <laughs> that when tall people get surprised by tall people. Yay! Hey! Hey. Callback. I remember I used to climb, I used to love climbing trees as a kid. Like, ah, yeah, oh, so much fun. Like, they don't do that anymore, do they? I was always too scared to climb trees. Why? I was a little wimp. I used to love it. That explains Olivia. No I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it fucking does. <nuts. laughs> There's no joking. It does. <laughs> Don't say your country. No, no. Why too scared? Um, yeah. You're the one dressed as a witch.
2: You're the scary one. For fuck's sake.
0: Anyway. <laughs> 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 it, <laughs> <laughs> blubble, blubble, trouble, trouble. <laughs> I'll turn you into a fro.
1: Sorry, sorry, love. I can't hear you. If you're gonna cast a spell, can you speak up, please? (laughs) What happened? I couldn't hear it. What's that? Make him rich. Now turn him into a frog. You want me to (laughs) You always give him all the chocolate in the world? No, I want you to turn into a Okay, I'll go with what I think you said. (laughs) You're not a witch anymore. Anyway, um what was it? What was we talking about? <laughs> trees. Trees. That was it. Trees. Yeah. yeah. So I used to climb trees as a kid. So I absolutely love it. I used to climb trees and play down as a Blue Ranger. You should love being a child. Um, God, there, was was one, to... <laughs> there was a one time where I climbed a tree and I slipped and fell out and I landed one leg this way and one leg this way. And it's like, I just Slightly went, trees. <laughs> <And literally> went... <laughs> I did the typical fall off when your legs are still like that. Oh. Like in a U shape. Oh, didn't stop me but fuck me it hurts so much
0: (laughs) I I just need to go and buy my testicles one second (laughs) there they
1: are (laughs) it's like you hold your nose like (laughs) (laughs) oh god oh (laughs) jesus christ there they are it's fine (laughs) I think I'm fucking firing blanks now just for the fact that I squashed in the bag, poor buggers (laughs) bang bang (laughs) Oh, right, cactus jack, you like that? actually there's got to be trees out there that are the same age as us. It's a lovely it's idea. Right, yeah. It's a lovely idea, isn't I it? Love a, I love it. I mean, the fact that they keep cutting the fuckers down, this just calm their ass. Well, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the whole the former, now former Brazilian president um was like completely having to go up the Amazon taking it all down. Do you not see that? No. Disgusting. Oh, I'm so glad he's lost. He said COVID was it wasn't real and stuff. Oh,
0: Dick Brazil
1: was so fucked. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, anyway. Another great episode, another great well, issue of the treatings, Jamie. Uh, while we're on the, before what I meant to bring up in the in the, the in the catch uh, up, I forgot completely. Uh, download announced their lineup, Jamie. I was going to say
2: I've also remembered someone I forgot to mention in the catch up. We're doing really well this week, aren't we? We're but, doing great here. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, well, was, Download did announce their lineup. Well, what a lineup! it is. twenty year anniversary, a four dayer. <laughs> Four days Metallica playing twice. Cutting.
1: Why, <laughs> Why play twice?
2: Apparently they're doing it all around the world at festivals. Two
1: completely different set lists both nights. That's that's fair and that's fine, but surely you don't want to spoil. I mean, I don't want to of like that knob that's always like, oh, this is fucking shit again this year. Because I'm not like that. Check out the new race by Alice video, by the way. Um <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I just felt that like they could have metallic, could have done like a longer set on the Thursday, maybe or something, or the Saturday.
2: Yeah, I, I, I
1: get d- it, and I don't all
2: at the same time. Like, it makes sense for them to be there. They've done a lot of them, and it's a big celebration year. And it's pretty cool. They're doing it everywhere. So it's pretty cool. The UK gets yeah. to experience yeah, yeah. this thing. But at the yeah. same time, yeah, you could have given that to someone else.
1: Yeah. No, it's fine. It is what it is. But yeah, so it's going to be incredible. Like, Parkway Driver on there, so straight away, I was like, okay, well, if I'm not going for the full weekend, I'm going for that day. And I'm hoping it's Sunday with Slipknot Headliner would be like, oh my God, it be disgustingly that good. the lineup is so
0: good.
2: Pendulum. Like, pendulum, Vilvalo from him and his solo stuff. Yeah. Evanescence
1: Within Temptation. I was like, get in my face, I want all yeah. of this. Uh, Alex on Fire plane as well. It is really fucking good um Stunning so like yeah that. that but that I, I i mean the ticket prices are going to be filthy but they do they do the um the direct debit thing don't they so it's definitely yeah. worth getting your ass on down for download next year it looks
0: insane
1: and that's only the first 60 bands right like, yeah it's going to be so many more i reckon there's a lot more surprises to come i'm really oh, looking man. forward to what they deliver so yeah it download you, as well. download you've smashed it out of the park this year for next year like, really I'm so happen. pumped, so pumped. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe we should head up old uh, Tom's Journal. We could. I, I was going to say I did
2: I did need to tell you my story. Oh, I forgot for it. to mention I do apologise. I didn't tell you about my boots debacle that I've had this week. Okay. Motherfuckers. I ordered some presents for Lena's birthday, my 10-year-old daughter. I was looking on their website and they're selling free for two boots mix and match harry potter makeup and i was like she fucking loves that she's getting into makeup she loves harry potter ordered that for her click and collect sorted i ain't paying 3.99 postage i'll get click and collect went down to the shop i'm literally just about to walk up to the till to collect my item boom power cut i was like so that's her way outside the shop for 20 minutes to half an hour finally got back inside. Got it all sorted. She spent bloody ages trying to find this parcel because, you know, it's Christmas time. There's tons of parcels coming in. Got my parcel. Got home. I was like, God, I need to leave for work. I'm really running late now because this power cut. Open the box up and go put them in the other presents. A fucking breast pump. Right. I was like, I'm pretty certain my soon-to-be 11-year-old daughter does not want a breast pump. From her dad. <laughs> From her dad. <laughs> I was like, I ordered... Three sets of Harry Potter makeup, and someone in head office went. I, I don't think they want that. What they actually want is a breast pump.
1: Lena, you're growing up a bit now, and this happening. <laughs> get side. <started.
2: laughs> I told her about it. Obviously, didn't tell her what I'd brought her. I was like, "You're never going to guess what they said." But she's like, "What's one of them?" I was like, "Well, when women are pregnant and they, they breastfeed and they get it helps get the milk out." And she's like, "I don't want one of them." <laughs> well obviously <laughs> obviously' I like, good i don't want you to want one of them Are you' a freak but no i got back home I was like found a phone number was on the phone that long it took four i think it was almost half an hour and it just rang out I went on their website online chat how can we help you oh we can't do anything for you phone this number phoned that number rang out again i was like okay these people just do not want to help their customers went to the shop the following day to get it sorted The woman in the shop was on the phone for 40 minutes before they answered the phone from their head office to get it sorted. So if anyone listens to this, works at boots.com or boots online or wherever, go and fuck yourself and sort out your goddamn systems. My daughter does not want a breast pump.
1: I I, I just don't understand the Harry Potter makeup. Breast pump, please. Yeah, I, I don't get it especially as I ordered three things
2: and then he gave me one. To give me three breast pumps, it might be slightly more forgivable.
1: Have what you can... said, I'll have my money back, but I'll still have the gifts, please? Yeah, they wouldn't do that for me.
2: But she did say she'll put on £5 worth of boots points. So... Oh, f- oh,
1: wow. Thanks.
2: So, I can't fault the people in the store. They were great. It's nothing to do with them. It's one of them ones. It's boots online. They just send them to the shop. I can't fault them. But people who work at, online, you can fuck off. And yes, I am British, so I've sent a complaint email. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, brilliant.
1: <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. This hey, is going to be the world's longest show, this. I think uh, Jamie. Yes, sir. It's Tom's Journal. Yeah, it is. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. So, do you remember my horrific... Um, not horrific. When I did the Aliens... Uh, Hong Kong edition for Aliens on the back of the DVD.
2: Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes.
1: I've now got Batman Begins. Oh, okay? God. But this oh, is not... God. This is a... Um, like a copied version so someone's just written their own back thing to the back like blurb to the, to the blurb, film, shall awful. we say. Yeah. Okay? This is what somebody wrote for Batman Begins. When being a child, Bruce Wayne had witnessed with his own eyes the fact his parents of Millionaire were killed cruelly so affected his strong desire of revenging his parents. However, God had never given him a chance to fulfil his will. Following the advice of Raish al Ghul, the chief of Ninja Group, Bruce came to Geet, which was a corrupted city filled with various crime groups. (laughs) The way? Geet. Bruce found a basement under his villa, in which the equipment turned him into another person. Spider-Man. With this mask... Spider Man stroke all criminal activates and criminals everywhere. Such as Tugon, the chief of mafia, Dr. Jack Straw, the abnormal drug trafficker, even a mysterious opponent quite familiar with him. Did they see a different film to me? <laughs> I love I did that it for a fact. so
0: many questions.
1: I did it for a fact to get to Spider-Man because obviously it's (laughs) Batman Begins. (laughs) You get Spider-Man from. It's the best synopsis I've ever read in my life. It was Cave Under His Villa that got me for some reason. (laughs) I found that fucking brilliant. Basement under his villa. Basement under
2: his villa, sorry. But cave would have made more sense.
1: (laughs) So good. So good. I love it. Anyway. So somebody for some weird-ass reason, had a review of a gun that Chris Pratt used in Jurassic World. And somebody reviewed it. Okay. Okay. In the 2015 film Jurassic World, Chris Pratt's character carries a stainless marlin, 1895. It is the only version of their website rated for a T-Rex. Somebody then commented, it works too. I shot a T-Rex two days ago, dropped like a sack of potatoes. I don't know why it's a bucket of candy though.
0: <laughs>
1: That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. And then I found this really weird tweet, but it really made me laugh. Somebody tweeted, What are y'all putting on when you're first getting dressed? Somebody responded, My t shirt. So someone said, All right, Winnie the Pooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I
2: was first originally thrown off of the idea of someone putting their t-shirt on first, but then we need the poo, which is fucking brilliant.
1: Yeah, it's always boxes first: boxes, left sock, right sock, trousers, top. Wait, hang on, you left sock and then right? Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa! It's just it's boxes, socks, trousers, top, and I always go in the same order: left, right. Okay. Anywho. (laughs) Um, Complaints for you, Jamie, to Domino's Pizza. I was going to say to me personally. (laughs) Complaints to Domino's Pizza. Why the hell did you get rid of the pasta bowls? Someone needs to be fired. Domino's. Um, We aren't Domino's pasta. This is not the Olive Garden. (laughs) His response was... You still have the pathetic wings there, don't you, on your menu? Forget you ain't Buffalo Wild Wings either. KFC got involved. Well, our wings are better than Buffalo Wild Wings and Domino's combined, Corey. Come sit on the colonel slap and get some of this chicken. <laughs> All right. Corey responded with for you to chime in. Bring back twisters. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love
2: the fact that I know this is satire, but you can know that some people get genuinely fucking angry when people remove companies remove things off the menu. It makes me laugh how people were so outraged that McDonald's got rid of the muck rib. Like, why is it such a big deal? I don't it's think fucking i ever that. I don't think it's really a thing over here, but I remember when they got rid of it in America,
1: like everyone was like,
0: bring back the muck rib.
1: Simpsons to it first. Simpsons yeah. to first. It's a McRib episode for Simpsons, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. But it's a crusty burger. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Rib Witch. So, this really made me laugh. Um, this is based in a flower shop. Person A owns a flower shop, and person B comes storming in one day, slaps three bucks on the counter, and says, how do I passively, aggressively say, fuck you, in flowers? Some of them commented, my time has come. <laughs> so, you'd need a bouquet of geraniums for stupidity, box glove for insincerity, sweet for uselessness, yellow carnations, you have disappointed me, and orange lilies, hatred. It'd be quite striking and full of loathing. Fuck you! <laughs> I love that that's a thing. And
2: why are orange lilies a sign of hatred? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a flower person, so
1: I have no mate. idea.
2: My flower knowledge goes, oh, that's pretty.
1: Yeah, that's literally what mine does. <laughs> so I'm like, cool, plants, flowers. Keris loves them. She absolutely loves them. We've got plants everywhere. But uh, yeah, it's just like, yeah, cool. They they, they grow.
2: Hooray. Yeah, yeah, something else to look after.
1: Oh, big deal, Jesus. See, your dad said you had to suffer and die. That's what all the rest of us are doing too.
3: <laughs> oh I know I'll have me laugh.
1: Uh I'll give you two more.
2: Say so Jesus never had to work in fucking retail. That's how you suffer, mate.
1: Exactly. Oh my god, Jamie. I was by the karate place and they're letting the kids wear their Halloween costumes. I just saw Kylo Ren get his ass kicked by a taco. That I'd love to watch. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Because you might start off a completely different story. Fuck yeah. Hey Grindo! you want to come find me, Caloran? You can handle the taco. You can handle the force He's not strong in this one. And finally, cool things about being an adult eat chips whenever you want, no bedtime, tired all the time. Yeah, yeah. Sad all the time. Yeah, fuck. Wait a second. <laughs> I mean it's right, but still. At least we can eat chips whenever we want. Exactly. And that was another edition
2: of Tom's Journal. So fucking perb. Oh, thank me. You. You're too
1: kind, sir. Way too kind. I enjoyed that. And now I know that I can be sad and eat chips whenever I want. Exactly. And you can eat birthday cake whenever you Don't have not wait for birthdays. Yeah. Who needs a birthday to eat birthday cake? Have can eat whenever you want. But uh, shall we bring in that piece of resistance? Oh, we definitely should bring in that piece of resistance. Welcome to the Chronicles of Matt Carper. Matt is an author by all accounts. He has written a few books on corn and tool, back to back. Album to album, song to song. That's right, guys. He spent his time listening every single track of every single album for these two bands and reviewed the fuck out of them like an absolute champ. Um, Matt actually reached out to us. For the yeah. first time ever, a guest actually reached out to us to ask him on the show. And we obviously we obliged. We love talking to people, making new friends and listen to all these fascinating stories, don't we, Jamie? We absolutely do. This is
2: fantastic. Henry, like I he said, he'd done books about tool. And corn, he wrote an entire book about new metal, which, in my opinion, just makes Matt an absolute fucking champ in this world because it is the greatest music genre of all time. Let's be honest. It one of it, it warped us all. If, if it wasn't for new metal, I don't think any of us would like the music we did now. I think it's that gateway, it's yeah, ga- yeah, it's that gateway genre. I think everyone owes a little bit of their personality to new metal, but it's not just that, he's written books about faith no more. And there's so many more he wants to write to come. This is just fantastic. And what I love, like you say, Matt reached out to us, but it was a pleasure to talk to him because we like to talk to people who follow their passions. The man has a passion about music and a passion about writing. Put them together and boom, a fantastic author we've got and a huge Kiss fan.
1: So fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about the old Kiss, like bits and pieces about what any finds, like the um, uh, memorabilia is the word I'm looking for. And how Gene Simmons owns absolutely fucking everything. But Jamie. Yes. Jamie. Yeah, yes. Jamie. Yes.
0: Any
2: final words? Just a massive thank you to Matt for coming on. This was so much fun. Really appreciate it. Your story is really inspirational as well. So, people, also, I'm going to say there is a challenge that I give Matt during this episode, and we'll talk about that afterwards.
1: Ooh. Oh. Keep your ears peeled, loves, but enjoy this one. Matt, thank you for taking the time out to chat to my friend. We really enjoyed every single second of it. We wish you all the best with all your writing, but I'm sure we'll keep in touch and hear about more from you in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, it's Matt Copper. Good. So how was, your, how, was uh, how was your day?
3: Not, not not much going on today. I um well, unlike Joel when you interviewed, I'd just another day job as well. But um, I finished a night shift last night, so I'm now off for twelve. Oh. So happy oh. days. What do you do? Uh, I actually work in securities, which is actually ironic, where I uh, I do I write most of my books and stuff because it's quite quiet in the uh, nights. So
1: there we are. Well, that case, I'll shut the fuck up and we'll get to that very very shortly. <laughs> um, cool. <laughs> Thank you very much for doing this, my friend. Obviously, I think you're probably one of the first or second persons ever reached out to be like, I'd like to come on the show, please. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it means a lot. It really does. It's massively appreciated. Um, Yeah. So it's a fucking pleasure to have you here. Uh, Of course, you are more than welcome to say whatever you like. As long as no Harl Hitlers. I love Kat Von D. Um, God, Richard Sunak's doing a great job. I love them Tories. Uh, (laughs) Nice (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, otherwise... (laughs) No, yeah, I think we're be we, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, good. But you can swear to your heart's content, as long as there's no C-word, you're all good. Um, oh. And basically, Jamie is going to, what we call, lure you into a false sense of security where you're going to be like, oh, God, this is nice. This is nice. And then after his introduction, we're going to absolutely bombard the living fuck out of with your questions. How does that sound? Yeah, that's fine by me.
3: Yeah, also, I watched a couple of the episodes before, so I slightly know what oh. to expect, but oh. let's go for it. Two
1: kinds, Go on, Jay. Right, let's do
2: my intro. Ladies and gentlemen, today we bring you another wonderful guest. It's been said before, and we'll say it again, that on this show we love music and we love to hear about the history of the music we love. And that's where this week's guest comes in. This week's guest is an author who has dedicated his career to deep diving into music and bands he loves, with books all about new metal and artists like Korn and Faith No More. Everybody, throw up your horns as we welcome you to the Chronicles
3: of Matt Carper. Hey, thanks for having me, guys.
1: Thank you for joining us, sir. Absolute pleasure. But as soon as you've seen a few of our episodes, then you're going to know exactly what's coming next. Uh, (laughs) The biggest, most (laughs) toughest question of all, my friend. How was your pandemic season, even though I know it's still kind of here-ish? Ish. Um, Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was strange.
3: Um, To be honest, I think I was one of the people at the start when, Uh, it was going on in China I didn't really believe it was as bad as they made out and I actually said to a couple of people at work uh, as a joke really I'll only believe it if McDonald's closes and then lo and behold they did shut down (laughs) Um, but I mean I I worked all the way through it so I work in security and um, based where we are um, security needed to keep going all the way through so um, my four-on-four-off shift pattern that was just like normal and then yeah when I was um off, I was just writing, um, taking my dog for long walks and enjoying not having to see anybody else on the streets. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I stayed COVID clear until about three weeks ago. I got it for the no. first time oh, three weeks ago, yeah. Three so, uh, ago. yep, but we're, we're here to tell the tale. So, luckily, it wasn't as bad, it was basically just the flu symptoms, but uh, it was a strange time. I mean, I'll, uh, me and my girlfriend, we recently watched the uh. This England program, based on obviously Boris at the time, and uh, and then they a lot of it is filmed inside hospitals and care homes. And um, my mum worked in a care home, and uh, they was rife with COVID um, just over Christmas a couple of years ago. So it was a very strange time. And yeah, still even just looking back now, I know we're kind of getting on with things as normal. But uh, yeah, it was the weirdest time. I think most of us have known. Yeah,
1: it yeah, really well. I mean, it was almost like The Walking Dead, wasn't it? Walking mm-hmm. out on the street, you're like, is this, yeah, D- or Sean, Sean, or Dead, whichever one you prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, just it was so weird. It's just walking out going, there's actually there's no cars, it was deathly quiet, mm-hmm. and yeah, just yeah, fully, it was, it was, it was odd. Or The Last of Us, more like that as well, you know, where you just walk out and like, where, where, where the fuck is everyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: queuing so, up to go into Tesco as well, halfway oh around shit, the car park. Yeah. And- yeah and all that kind of thing and um yeah i mean i suppose the slight benefit of what during work i didn't have to leave as early because there was hardly anything on the road so i could just have an extra 10 minutes in bed or whatever and um but no yeah it was a it was a strange time but generally uh, i guess my general sort of lifestyle and that remained the same in many ways did you still work did you yeah all the way through so um yeah didn't have no time off and like I said until three weeks ago <laughs> so, oh, mate, there we go it's, it's typical isn't it I love that you got through the entire thing you're like I'm one of the last I made it through oh shit yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, I always because um my mum had it uh when I was still in that in the house living with with them and um I never caught it so I was obviously self-isolating for 10 days um, and yeah, my girlfriend, bless her, she called it um, from taking one of her friends to a hospital appointment. And because we live together, she uh, she gave it to me. and There we yeah. go. Terrible.
1: Ruin the streak.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. No longer immortal. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, Matt, take us back, my friend, to the days when you were a wee boy. What did a young master carper want to be when he was growing up? Was it always interested in
3: writing or was it spaceman train driver? I don't know. Um my dad probably would have loved me to be a train driver because he's always worked on the railway. But no I've always enjoyed writing from a very young age. Um, I think probably in my up until probably 13-14 it was always considered writing for football magazines, things like that. Um, I used to write my own sort of match reports for you know a fake fake result or something and talk and write a match report stuff like that. Um, but then, yeah, it was only when I was about 14, 15, it uh, would have been 14, yeah, getting into the music um, and enjoying all the heavy music that I was finding and reading through Kerrang, buying all the magazines and thinking, yeah, that's something I'd, I'd like to do eventually. Um, it didn't happen straight away, but uh, yeah, writing has always been, I guess,
1: one of my, um, my, one of my main passions. You never get in touch with these football mags and be like, guys, look what I can do.
3: I don't remember, to be honest. Um, possibly I did. Um, would have, I never would have heard nothing back. Um, so, yeah, I can't really remember whether I did or whether it was just for fun at the time. I guess at that age, I didn't really have any massive aspirations or dreams. <laughs> I was more about just, I was all about listening to music um, and annoying teachers by not listening to them and not turning up to lessons and things like that.
1: <laughs>
3: Do you still follow football now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yes, still watch it, uh, Man United. But I can oh, say that a, a little bit better now because I feel that they uh, they have the right manager, the right mentality, and they're finally um, showing a bit of fight and spirit and and um, actually enjoying playing for the shirt and not necessarily just for the money. Apart from Ronaldo, but there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he can he, he can go. He uh, yeah, he's uh, it was good to have him back, I guess, for a little while, but. Uh, no, at his age, he if he wants to go somewhere and for a couple more years or whatever, let him go because he's we don't need him.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair. I mean, I'm an Aberdeen fan, so I can't talk about anything <laughs> football-related. I right? also follow Celtic as well. So. <laughs> oh, fuck. F- right, OK, cool. Interview's been great. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so essentially, your love of writing came from when you were writing match reports and that sort of thing. So how did you get into the music? How did you get into the new metal and, well, just music, rock music in general?
3: Uh, yeah, it was at school. Um, I've told this story a few times. I'm not going to name a friend, not that he, or he will, um, I don't really, we don't sort of speak anymore, but uh, so we won't see this. But um, no, at, at, in school, um, so new metal was on the rise in '99, 2000. That was the main sort of peak of the... Of the mainstream sort of popularity and it, it went from there um and yeah i remember i mean i was never a popular kid we had a small group just we used to just hang about and stuff um i remember this this new kid he uh he started and for some reason everybody just wanted to hang around him and be his friend, like the boys the girls he was just so popular and i couldn't understand why because i thought he was a dick basically um, <laughs> so yeah basically that um and then my best friend at the time uh obviously at that age we were sort of starting to think hold on that girl looks attractive or oh, that look girl looks attractive and he, he went up to this guy and said how do you uh how do you make girls sort of like you and stuff and this guy he must have been taking the piss because he said you need a, a fucking great or an awesome cd collection uh, and uh, from there, he was just going to sort of, he was going to our, our near, nearest city and music shops every week, buying 10, 20 CDs at a time. And his collection would grow. His, uh, his attraction from the opposite sex didn't grow one bit, but he, uh, he ended up obviously getting all the heavy metal CDs and stuff. And um, yeah, he lent me Corn's Follow the Leader and Slipknot's debut album one day and everything just went to the dark side from there. Oh mate, that Slipknot album. Oh I gosh, actually went with we Corn cool. first because um, the Slipknot one being, you know, I mean at that point the sort of heaviest music I'd heard was Guns of Roses, Appetite for Destruction um a bon jovi compilation and a manic street preachers album i think they were in my (laughs) mum and dad's collections Uh, so the slipknot one the cover scared me a bit you know nine people with masks on so i went with corn to start with and uh, from the very first sort of 30 seconds of the the first song i was hooked on that and i'm probably glad i went with corn first i think i i guess generally i do while I do like sort of like the screamier, heavier music, I do prefer something with more melody and clean vocals and, and hooks like that, you see. So, uh, but yeah, Slipknot, still that was that era of Slipknot. I'm not a fan these days, but um, yeah, that whole era of new metal that is the, that was what
1: put me onto heavy music and I still listen to it fondly today. That's amazing. I love the idea of being like, oh, no, nine people. No, no, I prefer this girl hopscotching on a cliff edge. Wonderful. Yeah. Yes, we'll have a little bit of that instead. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah pretty much. Yeah, that's, how it, that's partly how it, yeah. Again, I mean, I've always been somebody as well that's, you know, back then as well, I, I would go to music shops and because we only really had Kerrang! Um, the weekly magazine, um, I didn't have Sky TV then, so I never had the Kerrang! music channel or Scuzz with the music videos. Uh, I didn't have a computer at that point either, so no uh, access to the internet. So sometimes I'd actually go to Peterborough, which is the nearest city to me, um, and I'd actually pick up albums based on just the album cover or some of the song titles or even the band. Yeah, I'd just literally on a whim, I'd just, yeah, I think that looks like that could be this kind of music that I'm into. Um, And more often than not, it was stuff that I actually enjoyed. There wasn't many that I ended up just throwing on a pile and never listening to again.
1: Yeah, that was it worked thankfully you're like the early edition of spotify possibly <laughs> <Just laughs> <a thing>. yeah <laughs> like you're yeah. your own discover weekly yes yeah, like, oh that, that it works. was okay.
3: yeah, yeah it pretty much was just, yeah um but uh, one album especially from back then and there was a band called floor called and their album's called through the eyes that is still one of my um oh. favorite albums and that was one that yeah literally just i saw the cover and the track titles and um, yeah bought it there we go you are literally the first
2: person i've ever heard mentioned floor in so many years payback was a tune
3: oh I forgot but yeah oh what an album that is it oh, was absolutely. amazing yeah it was it's um it was uh yeah i'll say i still listen to it a lot now and uh, i think yeah. i had a, had a couple of songs on, on the way home this morning on the old mix so yeah oh, that album itself and it's been a while mm-hmm.
2: yeah oh I just I just had a ton of memories flood back to it as soon as you said <laughs> that. Or I was midway for a coughing fit, and so
0: I was like, <laughs> mm.
2: "Oh, that was amazing!" But obviously, you've dedicated your life to writing about music and blah. But did you ever want to learn to play
3: music? Oh, I've tried the guitar so many times, but I just it just wouldn't click for me. Uh, so I can play basic bits, um, but no like anything to do with the proper chords and I just my fingers just don't orientate like that and um so I can I can make a great a great noise with an amp fired up <laughs> and everything um, and and basic bits like I say but uh, it just never did click for me no so I thought I'll leave that to the professionals and then just try and um stick to sort of critical analysis and write about it instead yeah I feel you on that one I'm exactly the same <laughs> <laughs> it, it sucks But yeah It's just if it, I'm, I'm nearly I'm nearly 37 now So I don't think It's going to happen to me now So I think that That boat's gone You never know Never know I don't
2: think we could ever say mm. that. You
3: never know Wait till midlife crisis And maybe I'll try again And get a proper guitar teacher And yeah One more One more
1: try then We'll just... be at Bloodstock for One year And be rec- like
3: I know that guy <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah can dream I guess
3: <laughs> so before you started writing books so you worked in music journalism is that right um yeah I mean just sort of contribution work to I started off with various websites there was a lot of obviously they, they're always taking on contributors to the sites with <clears throat> album reviews and interviews um so I did some stuff uh Australian websites uh, American sites UK um and that was cool. Um, I was getting plenty of albums sent my way. So obviously before they even came out, which was pretty cool. You get to do that. Um, but I've always been a lover of the physical product. Um, so I've and buying magazines. I've always wanted to kind of see my name in print. So uh, once the website sort of blogs and that, that sort of I've done them for a couple of years. Um, thankfully i found a a magazine based in the uk called power play rock and metal um and i reached out to the editor there and yeah thankfully he he took me on so again it was reviews interviews um and that was more fun obviously then i still remember like waiting for the the first magazine to come out that i that i um contributed to typically i think that was a I think I started in the November and because of Christmas there, that issue didn't come out for two months. So I had a whole two months of waiting and then hoping I'd be able to find the magazine in my um, hometown. But then luckily, um, because I was writing for them, I got the magazine sent through the post for free. So, but it was still nice to see. um, Yeah. When obviously they turn up and your name's there and, and your name's part of that sort of staff writers and stuff. And um, yeah, so I, I did that for a, for a couple of years after that, and also uh, Down for Life, Punk and Hardcore Magazine, which is another really cool one. It's only comes out twice a year, um, but they, um, yeah, they focus on obviously all the the, the up and coming hardcore and punk bands, as well as the classic ones as well. So I think the new issue, I've actually rejoined them for next year. Um, but the new issue, like the sort of great big feature with Bad Religion, so they get they get access to all the big bands suicidal oh. tendencies bad brains all that kind of thing. Um, so yeah both those magazines um, I I still catch up on and uh, and yeah like I say down for life hopefully from February March next year I'll be uh, writing for them again so interesting to see what pieces we get to um, to focus on
1: absolutely I mean, we're, we asked Joe, because obviously you've seen, you've seen the interview we did with Joe McIver, and I'll yeah. ask you the same question, so I want to know what your thoughts are. Do you think technology is kind of like destroying the print business? So like yes. with magazines and that sort of thing, because I used to buy Kerrang! Every every week, I bought WWE Magazine and Kerrang! Every week, it was a monthly thing, and Kerrang's Every week, I used to buy them all yeah. the time, and then I was just, you know, eventually, it even weans off them, it's like, nah, and then obviously <laughs> they don't exist anymore. Um, it's mental. The amount of magazines that now don't exist anymore that were massive back in the day. So, like, Absolutely. do you feel like to, like people want it want it just now? Don't they you want it now? I want to read it now? Like, rather than it seems,
3: yeah, it seems to be. And again, I, like I say, it's I like the layout of something as well. So when you're looking at it on your phone, it's all condensed and yeah. and you, you. It's also I think I don't know maybe it's just me but having to swipe up constantly constantly to read the whole article where you can buy a magazine and it's all on one or two pages yeah. mm-hmm. um but yeah I can see why and obviously the cost as well especially now the way things are although I think of some of the magazines were were on the way out even before the pandemic and obviously all the rising costs but yeah I mean it's the new way and I, I still can't get my head around these NFTs that you can now get like the images that. Um, and blockchains that you you pay this currency and you keep an image and it's you are you're the owner of the only image of that design or whatever and but it's on your phone um, and it's not the same of having it in your hand just like you know yeah I don't like it um, so if I could i would still buy the magazines but then again for, for the consumer the price of magazines I think metal Hammer's still going but it's £6.99 an issue now every oh. month yeah. Um, and a lot of the months you don't sort of get anything free. I mean, people my age, we don't, I don't care about posters that they they give away now. Um, I don't remember the last time they gave a sort of free CD away. They used to do sort of compilations of mm. certain bands. Um, so $6.99 a month for that. And the magazine's a lot smaller than it used to be as well. Um, so there is the, yes, yeah, one of those things where, okay, you want to support these kind of things but then obviously with, in terms of your own um, finances and stuff sometimes you have to kind of knock the magazines on the head and yeah like you said stick to the websites but um, the only thing I don't like about the websites is the um, the, the, the forums you, you know blabbermouth is one of the worst I've ever seen oh. for idiots in the comment section and I was lucky enough that two of my books uh, got featured on blabbermouth and sometimes you have to have a hard sort of you have to sort of just block it out when you look at the comments, and especially when the new metal book was announced, and they're all sort of obviously slating new metal and stuff like that. And um so, yeah, it's no. If if I could, yeah, the physical was a shame, but it is what it is, I guess, in this modern climate.
1: Yeah, but it'd be boring if everyone was the same thing. If people are saying mm. new metal, oh, fair enough, but I'm still going. It's like people who uh look at festivals lineups and go, "Oh, well, that's fucking shit. Mm. Don't go then." exactly yeah you can't you're never going to please
3: everybody um so i mean i'll I'll be interested to see what download do for next year because it's their anniversary and i think it's a four-day festival um it wouldn't surprise me if the usual headliners are there like maiden metallica slipknot um and to me that is like what again but yeah like you said i don't i don't have to go i'm looking forward to slam dunk next year which has got the offspring um that's got a pretty decent lineup as well um so i fancy that one for a change next year um but yeah yeah if you don't like something don't read it or don't okay. buy it or yeah. don't go
1: and also there's a big announcement for sundown tomorrow at 5 p.m just letting you know yeah yes this is coming out in three weeks time so everybody okay. this is on, <laughs> on October 26th so there was an announcement on October 27th at 5 p.m for and <laughs> we all loved it <laughs>
3: yeah hopefully uh yeah so i, I presume we'll just be some more bands announced but um yeah, I'm big on sort of sort of the 90s punk rock, especially the American stuff. So I was hoping or I'm hoping that there'll perhaps be a few more of those kind of bands announced, like Lagwagon, for example. And I think the Vandals were there last year. Um, I've never been to Slam Dunk, so obviously I missed out. So oh. it'd be nice to see them again, perhaps. Mad um, Caddies. Yeah,
1: yeah anything, like that. anything
3: yeah. like that. Yeah, no effects, because I think they're finishing up
1: Next are, year. Yeah.
3: So I won't be surprised if they perhaps finally come back to the UK because uh, I haven't seen them for a few years.
1: I think they've played it like the last two years though. But then Zebrahead did like a seven-year stretch of doing it every right, year okay. so. Mm. Um so I don't know if X have headlined the punk stage the last two years. They definitely did the last time I was there in 2019. Okay. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and obviously 2020 didn't exist, and then I had <laughs> to sell my ticket last year because of bloody travel. Um, but uh, yeah, this year looks fucking sick.
3: I think they guys got to do it, especially, like I say, as they, <clears throat> they're on about giving calling it quits next year. So get a UK tour going and have a slot there, even if it's playing just before the Offspring. It's um, There'll be plenty of people there for it. So I think I saw them at Download 2000 and... I'm not sure now. It's 2022 now. 2015, 2016, they headline the second stage on a... On a complete mud field, but um, (laughs) it was good still. God, drown load.
2: That was that year. That was
3: terrible. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So, what made you want to get into journalism in the first place? Was it like we were talking earlier with when you were a kid writing your soccer write-ups?
3: Yeah, just um, so I've always, I guess, critically analysed albums and music, um, and I. Uh, and the main thing was sort of writing features, I guess, um, and trying to get interviews with the bands that I was listening to. So um, the reviews, yes, that was always a, a given because every magazine um, or website, they want people for reviewing. Um, but it was the the interviews and the features that was my main main aim. So, yeah, with the magazines, had to sort of work my way up, I guess, a little bit for a few months, just prove if I was a semi-decent writer, I suppose, with the reviews and then, <clears throat> and then interviews and features followed afterwards. So, yeah, that was the main part. So I'm guessing it's your work with Powerplay and doing interviews as to like that. That sort of helped you get that in for the interviews for your book. Um, <laughs> not really, actually, because the Powerplay magazine especially is such a, a, an eclectic... Uh, set of genres that the magazine covers you know everything from hard rock to death metal black metal heavy metal uh, folk metal uh, folk rock um so some of the interviews i did get it was bands that i wasn't particularly completely struck on um so i had to at least like them a little bit to when it comes to interviewing them and talking about the new music they was promoting or whatever um but no the the new metal books i mean in with power I did I was fortunate enough to interview Brian welsh from Corn uh when they released oh. The Serenity of Sufferings. That was back in 2016. Um I had to fight the publisher for that because he he uh, the editor, sorry, he for some reason, even though the the album was reviewed in the magazine uh, by myself, he didn't feel like a feature with Corn was um a big draw these days. And but luckily I managed to to uh convincing to let me do it so that was a that was still still hands down the the best interview I've ever sort of had really I was sweating cobs by the end of it um (laughs) I think we only had half an hour but no it was a really great chat um but so for the new metal book um those sort of bands are off limits really for especially for an unknown author um and it was basically reaching out through Facebook uh luckily a lot of the the mid-range and sort of second and third tier bands from that new metal era. A lot of the musicians are active on there. Uh, So it was a matter of just reaching out. um, And if uh, they read the message and replied, then call. If not, then, you know, no worries. But there is so many out there. Uh, So the new metal book, which was this is the Sonic Bond, the published version, which came out in 2021, No, 2020 originally I done um, I started off on the self-publishing trail so um, it was after doing the, the, the um, was it power play it was before power play actually um, so the websites because one of the mag uh, the, the blogs I, I wrote for was an American one a lot of the music they focused on was hard rock back over their bands and um, who I really enjoyed, and I decided just to do a little project of my own for my first book was to focus on these sort of bands. And again, they was easily contactable through Facebook. Um, And I did some interviews, did the whole thing myself. Um, Looking back at it now, it's very amateurish, obviously, the layout, the design, whatnot. But it was just something, a nice little project that I enjoyed doing, self-published that. And then I did actually self-publish two versions of this new metal book. which I like the idea of self-publishing in one sense is in the fact that you have complete creative control you know you don't have to bow to anyone if someone says right we need to take this out or whatever or you need to change this change that it was all my own work and I had a friend design the cover um, but obviously the the double-edged sword of a self-publishing is you don't have the reach for promotional materials and you have to obviously pay for everything to be printed and and everything like that and um, so while it was a, it was a learning curve um, and but luckily, obviously, uh, further down the line, I was able to um, to get a publishing deal where that took a lot of the well, I didn't have to pay for anything, of course. Um, basically, I just had to write the book and then they do the rest. So, yeah, there is there is definitely uh, pros and cons to to self-publishing and but anybody that wants to do a book and, and they do self-publish it I don't have no problem with that I know a lot of people kind of look down on that kind of thing um, and sort of say well you're not a proper writer if you've done it yourself but I don't believe that it's uh you know if it's your own work and it's something you're passionate about then fucking do it yeah exactly Where's the start then
1: exactly like, yeah you
3: know not everyone's <laughs> yeah. has got a fucking publisher deal that sort of thing yeah it's it's I mean I think uh, Joel said I mean obviously he 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 was fortunate enough to get a publishing deal straight away, but not many people are are in that position where it happens. If you're lucky enough and you've got contacts, perhaps from the from the magazine or the journalistic side, then yeah, you've got a strong a stronger chance. But that doesn't guarantee to you're gonna you're gonna get a deal. So
0: yeah, absolutely.
2: It was.
3: Oh. Go
1: on,
2: I was going to say, we know we live in a DIY world these days. You know, we Mm -hmm. don't get paid to interview people. We do because we love it. But you know what? We're podcasters. We're interviewers. It's what we do. So no one pays us. That's Mm. our own exactly. You know, there's Amazon do this thing now I've seen where you basically upload your stuff and they print it for you. They basically publish it for you. We've got a friend of the show, Hayden, that released his own comic book like that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a DIY
2: yes. world these days. You don't need people to do these things for you. So yes, you are a bloody writer if you self-publish. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, 100 percent So wait, when you were just on about them, is is that the book um
3: We Own the Night? Not well, the one I
2: just showed. No, <clears throat> the one you were referring to before about Oh,
3: yeah, that was the, the first We book. Own the Night. Yeah, that yeah. was the uh mm-hmm. the first one, which like I say somehow it's not supposed to be but it's still listed on Amazon so it is one that I think uh, if someone was to purchase it then it is printed on on order um but a a couple of people that have sort of bought my last few books and they wanted to sort of go back and I keep saying don't bother with it but some people still do (laughs) and I said I'm going to tell you now you'll be disappointed with it um (laughs) and I don't ask for any feedback or nothing that was just like I say it was the first one um and you know, it was it was nice to see it in print when it arrived through the door with God knows how many copies I ordered at the time. Um, and I did sell them all. But like I said, I didn't really bother asking for any any feedback because I don't think I was hardened enough yet to hear all the, the negatives that may have been in, been in there, especially about the layout and stuff like that. So no, don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> you, never, <laughs> you never hear a writer promote himself saying, don't buy that book. <laughs> so if we're going to go with
2: the new reformed history of your of your uh career you know you decide to throw yourself in the deep end and not write about one specific band or anything you go do you know what let's tackle the entire genre of new metal
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> what made you want to write a book about new metal in the first place w- were you always interested in creative
3: writing that sort of thing or is it just <clears throat> yeah it? um it was yeah partly that and also i just got a mint I- Mentioned him a few times, but your previous guest Joel, one of his first books was a new metal book uh, back in 2002, um, and at the time, there, like I said earlier, the the mainstream boom was was in place, um, but no one knew where the movement was going to go from then on. So Joel had written a book up up until 2002, um, basically mentioning sort of specific bands where they might go with the next album. Uh, obviously little did he know at the time that some of the bands he mentioned in there uh, you can expect their next album to to send the band global they ended up splitting up and never released another album or something (laughs) like that so his book his book was written in the time new metal was happening and that was the last sort of new metal book really that came out so I decided in 2000 and this would have been about probably 2000 and 14, 15, something like that. Okay, new metal died; it went away, but it's coming back again. So let's go back and do a book about that whole era up until its sort of demise, and when metalcore took over, and and bands like Lamb of God and Five Finger Death Punch and all that—they sort of replaced new metal. So I thought, let's go back and just, just talk about all the bands, uh, or you know, or a lot of the bands from back then. And then also focus on some of the newer bands coming through that are using those new same new metal aesthetics in their music now, because there's a hell of a scene coming up all over the world. There's, I've got some great friends in Holland who are who, Front Street. They're a rap metal band. They're just absolutely brilliant. There's a lot of bands, of course, in America, Australia, um, further out in Europe as well, that consider themselves a new metal band, but a modern new metal band. So, yeah, that was the idea. Go back. Um, talk about the whole era there. Get interviews with musicians who lived in that era, especially those that played the Ozfest festivals, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to talk to Ross Robinson, who of course produced the Korn first uh, two Corn mm-hmm. albums, the first two Slipknot albums, the first Limp Bizkit album. Dream. Best. Um, and so it's a more of a trip down memory lane, I guess. You know, hearing their stories was amazing as well. So it it's not all good. in one. So it, hence, why they would cut the. The, the first self-titled, uh, the self-published versions was called New Metal Resurgence when I got the publishing deal and I was able to go back and redo the book. This is now New Metal, a definitive guide. So, which is what I kind of feel like or it is as, as best as I could do.
1: Who was like, your favourite interview to do then? Like, who was someone you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, I've, got, I've got a DEMA or a <laughs> whole chamber. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I
3: did, yeah, yeah. Um, meegs from coal chamber he's in the book um, um mike from spine shank uh john's oh. amazing band yes oh, Love yeah. them. I, still, I still talk to john a lot uh, now sean glass from soil everybody knows halo um Sheen. john wazaki from stained um oh. there was about i think there was about 12 or 13 i've got i've got, well, I've got the book in front of me so i can just quickly go through Um, So, yeah, members of Coal Chamber, Spine Shank, Slaves on Dope, Stain, Snot, Taproot, Soil, Nonpoint, Alien Ant Farm, Kitty, um, Kitty. all of those. But Ross Robinson was the the big interview because I I messaged him on Facebook, never heard nothing. Um, And I think it was about three months later, I just got home from work um, and my phone buzzed and it was Ross. He's like, hey, man, I'm just getting done in the studio. Give Me an hour and we'll talk. And I was all like, I haven't prepared <laughs> nothing, I haven't prepared. I, I know the, the albums he's done, but I haven't got any idea what questions. So I was like, Right, forget food, let's do this. Um, and yeah, he came through, he rang me an hour later. Um, I think it was on the phone about three hours. Um, amazing oh, yeah. chat, yeah. Um, and what struck me is because he's he's known for being very harsh and brutal in the recording studio, you know, trying to. To bring out the best in the musicians but go into places you shouldn't really go but he's actually a real sensitive guy and um yeah it, that was that was the and still is the favorite my favorite chat and uh, so sometimes i go back in this book and just sort of look because um some of the early ideas was to just do the interviews in a question answer format but i ended up re- going back and doing the whole thing as if that person was speaking rather than any input with me so it's almost their kind of autobiographical graf- graphical um, look back of being part of the new metal movement so
1: it's, I it's mean that's cool. incredible and the fact you got this guy from Taproot and Stained is like mm-hmm. oh, two incredible bands but the interview with Ross you say, was over the phone is that correct yeah that was fine yeah so that must have been the fastest writing you've ever done in your life <laughs> it was literally just yeah I was just
3: trying to just think about what to ask and just down loads and loads of questions, um, and luckily he was able to give me a lot of content for each answer because you know, I don't know if you've had it with the podcast or something, but you can sometimes get somebody that will give really short answers, and you're just like, well, what we're going to do with that? That's not going to fill up yeah. fifty or sixty words or a hundred words to a page. Um, but no, he gave me plenty of content, and um, luckily, as most of those bands, are, I think all of them were based in America. Um, luckily, the only one I did get a phone charge was uh, Jared from Taproot because again that was a two-hour call but I stupidly made that call and I think my phone bill for that oh. month was about 250 quid oh <laughs> at least it wasn't yeah. this
1: year could you imagine if it was like this year Fuck. yeah true yes yeah that oh, was a few oh, years Jesus. back now but that was that when I saw the bill afterwards and I thought
3: I fucking better sell these books to make that money <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 but tap po- poem by Taproot oh my god mm-hmm. what a track my sister me yes. my sister Still listen to this day. We love it. We're listening when we're together because it's just iconic. That song,
3: yeah. First band I ever saw live, Taproot, or that their gig that was the first gig I ever went to. Taproot at the Birmingham Academy on that tour, the Welcome Tour. So that would have been 2003, 2004, something like that.
2: Yeah, just out of interest because they're one of my favorite bands of all time. Who did you talk to from Kitty?
3: Uh, Fallon. Oh, Nice. yes oh. <laughs> yeah that was a quite a good chat because she was obviously it was i wanted to reach out to somebody from a female perspective because yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know obviously the uh, it's better now but especially back then heavy metal and, and hard rock and that was generally male dominated um so it was nice to hear from a female aspect about trying to sort of you know break through i guess um um and yeah hear about their formation and getting signed to record deals and the albums and again uh, touring OzFest. Um, I think pretty much every uh, musician I spoke to who played uh, an OzFest generally uh, most enjoyed talking about hanging out with Pantera guys, um, you know, just legendary parties and chaos and carnage. The stories from OzFest are just amazing. I mean, hilarious. Some of the pranks that went on and um, and things like that. It's uh, yeah, it was great to hear those sort of stories firsthand, I guess. Amazing. I bet doing research for a book like this,
2: so you must come up with so many surprises for you, like finding out facts you didn't know and discovering
3: bands you either didn't know or completely mm-hmm. forgot about. Yeah. There was, yeah. I mean, the internet is like, obviously there's a treasure trove of information as long as you're willing to, to just dig all the depths to find like the tiniest, you know, smallest, least visited websites that may have a... Uh, a better insight on a band than some of the bigger websites. Um, the research is always my favourite part of writing a book, I guess. Um, so, yeah, for the new metal one, I mean, yeah, I was familiar with a lot of the bands that were around that I, that I covered because they were sort of seen on Kerrang and SCUS. Um, and then, like I said, those second and third tier bands who didn't necessarily get big over the, in the UK, they perhaps missed the boat on that, but um, they were bands I was familiar with. So, yeah, just Sort of uh, just checking your facts, I guess, and just finding out little bits if you can. Um, and yeah, there was a few bands that I missed out on completely. That um, in this book I was able to to re- to visit or revisit and um, you know get more information on and and include them as well because they deserve to be in there. It's it's uh, if you was in America back then, then yes, you'd have, you'd have known about all these bands. But we wasn't given um, as much exposure than that what we could have done, I guess. It's all about the stuff that charted really back then than, than the stuff that, you know, with the, some of the better music didn't chart um, for some reason or another, um, and probably record label pushing the money they were willing to put into the bands. But, yeah, it's, it's a shame. And obviously a lot of them did sort of call it quits after one or two albums. Um, some of their albums, they'd even get shelved and never released, which is just sad, which is another um, negative side of being... Signed to a to a major record label when they call all the shots, but uh, yeah, at least the music that they have re- released, it's it's out there and and it's it's going to be out there for forever. Yeah. So,
2: your next two books really piqued my interest. I love this idea. You took a deep dive into the careers of Corn and Tool, looking at every album, every song. Where did the idea to do this come from? Because this is genius
3: it's actually uh, from the publisher so sonic bond is the publisher that i'm signed with um, and they they uh, have two <clears throat> two specific series of books that they focus on so the on track every album every song is their main one um and they also have a decade series which they basically the writer can approach and say you know if you'd like a, a book on this band um and obviously a specific decade so uh, the next book, just jumping forward quickly, that i have coming out at the end of November, is uh, Faith No More, uh, all about their band throughout the '90s, um, and the New Metal one. I guess I was kind of lucky because every so often, perhaps one or two times a year, the Sonic Bond will actually publish a non-series book as well, which is where the New Metal one came in. Um, there was a the 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 owner of the company, the editor, he. Uh, had a feature in a writer magazine which uh, my mum actually she subscribed to the magazine she saw it and she showed me it um and I decided to reach out with that book and luckily he uh, he agreed to take it on so then when it came time so the new metal one like I said was done and he was interested to see uh Korn. he 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 wasn't familiar with many bands back then but he knew of Corn, Linkin Park and Slipknot um And Corn being the band that sort of got me into heavy music, I thought it was kind of a nice little sort of coming full circle. The first band that got me in, so let's write a book on them Uh, somehow. uh, Which all because I can read someone else's writing book magazine and spot every mistake, I can't spot my own, and somehow (laughs) I missed a fucking song out. Oh. So i went back on the edits and it's in there so whether it was a publishing error i'm not sure um there was actually someone moaning about it on amazon on the book review how can this be a book about every album every song when he's missed a song out but no it wasn't it wasn't on purpose um but unfortunately it, it's out there now and i can't do anything about it until maybe in a few years time we decide to go back and um and cover uh, everything that's not in there. So typically, this uh, this book came out in February, a week before Requiem, which is Corn's latest album. So that's not in there. Um, but no, that was the yeah. So yeah, that's that's their Sonic Bonds sort of main series. Um, and it was interesting because while I'm obviously familiar with all the album tracks of Corn, there are a lot of B sides. That so this did this digs literally into all the B sides, whether it's soundtrack songs, um, demos. Um, so the Nader Mayer's mind, their very first demo tape, that's included in the book. Um, and then, yeah, just even just, you know, uh, Hayes, they did a song for a computer game called, uh, a song called Hayes. So anything that Corn has done um, is included in there. and also mentioned like the covers. So I think The Devil went, went Down to Georgia. That was, I think at that point, that was the, the last song the band had uh, released when this book was done. Um, and again, yeah, so talking about research um obviously Jonathan Davis has done a lot of interviews over the years about his personal um his life and you know um putting his life and feelings and emotions into the lyrics and stuff but just deep diving the internet again and sort of looking at reading old, reading old interviews and uh, song facts and stuff like that and then and sort of Acting as a, a critical analysis of the songs itself as well, talking about the song structures and the rhythms and the the drums, the bass, the guitars, the vocals, everything. Um, so it was it was um it was good fun to do, um, but p- partly because of that one song missing, um, I'm a little bit sort of that book was done and it's not one I sort of particularly look look at too often, even though I sort of do have it here right now. So that's the core one. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not my favourite one that I've done. There we go. Maybe like I say, in a few years we'll get a chance to go back and, and do another version of it, and then I'll um, I'll go I'll work hard on making it better than what it is right now. Although to be fair, a lot of people it's got a positive um, ratings review on Amazon. I think you know it's generally I think it's like four point six out of five, which I'm happy with based on. Uh, a good few reviews um so most people have seemed to have enjoyed it um and then perhaps there's just that one person that's noticed that there was a song missing so maybe it's not all bad
1: no not Um, at all (laughs) the tool the the tool book must have took you years because their songs are years long anyway (laughs) <laughs>
3: well um, well th- they are yes but there's also not as many tall songs out there so whereas this corn are focused true. on uh, I think I'll focus on 13 corn albums plus the demo tape and all the other songs tool have a demo tape and then they released opia undertow onima 10,000 uh, lateralis 10,000 days and fear Inoculum that's only a small handful of, of albums over uh, a 20 30 year. Uh, Korea yes the last couple of albums especially had extra long songs on them um but most of my books um I do six or seven months and that's about it so from start to finish six or seven months um the tour one I do yes I I was happy with how that turned out and and this was actually the the publisher's idea for me to look at tour so he mentioned originally as I said uh Corn Slipknot and Linkin Park and we agreed that uh it was to be seen how the new metal book and corn would fare, you know, sales wise. So he, uh, he said, let's try something else. We'll see how that works out with the sales. And then if, you know, if, if they've good, we'll come back to new metal at another time. And to be fair, I wanted to sort of branch out a bit. So all the new metal stuff I've done before. So me and a friend, we used to have a new metal podcast, um, before i got the publishing deal I, I created my own new metal zine which um uh, which sold pretty well with my own sort of little i've got a little following of friends a lot of them from America that support me and, and buy what I, everything I do but I also felt I wanted to show that I'm not just about new metal um so the publisher actually said would you consider doing a book on tour um and they're definitely not a band I would have considered doing i, I i'm a, i'm a big fan of them actually wearing a tall shirt as we speak no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh yeah I'm glad he did because yeah learning uh about a lot of the sort of side the backstories to some of the songs and um so I had a fair bit of knowledge but not enough to write a book off my own back but um that was re- really enjoyable um yeah some of the you know the fact that uh, the the musician's write the music together first before Maynard the vocalist actually comes in with his lyrics and and is crazy so he can that's probably why he's got um two other bands on the go because the the musicians uh, Danny Justin and Adam it can take them th- three four five years or more to actually just write the music and it's only when they're happy that that's pretty much the final final song that's when they hand it over and the vocals and the the lyrics are then put to it so fear inoculum was 13 13 and a half years in the in the making for one reason or another so that gap between ten thousand days and fear inoculum was crazy um not it wasn't necessarily all because obviously they just couldn't decide if they liked the songs they were writing or not but um yeah they do certainly take their time they're very methodical but then when you do hear the finished product um there isn't another band that sounds like Tool. I think they're, they're amazing. Um, money grabbing, yes. Some of the stuff they've put out the last few years, like the box sets and stuff, and the poster thing is crazy for me. The amount of bands that release specific posters for concerts now, and people will go and buy them and then sell them on for up to two, three, four thousand dollars 4000 It's just mad because they're so limited, and, and Tool do that, and the fans of Tool are just rabid. They just, they just want whatever they can from Tool, and... Yeah, They'll go and buy a poster for 50 quid and then within a couple of days it's listed on eBay for 5,000. But the tall box sets, like I say, that they, they the original box that they put out for Fear Inoculum, they was trying to charge like eight or nine hundred dollars at concerts in America, and it's just crazy. It's you know, why would you do that if you want your fans to to buy them? So, certain some sort of the ethics, not necessarily I'm in agreement with, but the music. And their and their musicianship is is phenomenal. So yeah, I did enjoy that book. And um, and again, I've I've had pretty good uh, feedback from. It's not been out too long in America, so that's where I generally seem to to get the sales. So um, but Jen, so far uh, the feedback seems to be fairly positive on that. And I didn't miss a song out either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when when it comes to being money grabbing bands, my favourite band's Kiss. So I can't really say a word on that one. I can't really. If you've got plenty of money, I've got loads of Kiss stuff I'm trying to sell actually because me and my girlfriend bought a house this year, <laughs> um, and I've got a load of action figures and oh, all, all in all in their original boxes and God knows oh, what Kiss stuff. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm trying to sell it, but I mean, yeah, I love Kiss. Um I've, I think I mean, I'm a massive vinyl collector as well, so there's there's not many of their albums I haven't got on vinyl. I've got a signed Alive too. By the band um but uh yeah I, I do love a lot of the older stuff when uh we talked about me sort of first getting into music later on when i matured a bit i was sort of ready to then go back and listen to to older stuff as well so i'm a big fan of the 80s music motley crew as well i love motley crew um and yes kiss big big fan i just love everything about them and like you said yeah if there's if there's a product out there that hasn't got kiss's name on it then tell me because i don't know <laughs> it's just, yeah um,
2: so because then they release the fucking casket they'll release anything
3: yeah it's just mad it's um, there's a video on youtube of um, gene simmons doing a walk around his house with all the memorabilia there's a there was a um a program on was it called the toy hunter i think it was uh, an american one and gene simmons tasked this guy to go and find something that he didn't own already if, with kiss name on it um And he went through all these little, these flea markets and sale uh, car boots and stuff in America. And I think he ended up with three or four different things. And he was like, yeah, Jean won't have these. And of course he went to Jean's house and he's like, here's this. And Jean was like, that's there. And he showed him the cabinet and there it was. (laughs) And then another thing. And then I think the last thing was like a great big kiss truck or something like that. And whether it was for TV or not, of course, Jean didn't have the last one of those and, the guy wanted a certain amount of money for it. And Gene was like, "No, I'm not giving you money. I'll give you this." And he gave him the signed platinum disc and a Kiss album. Oh. Um, but it was quite a good program to watch. Just obviously hunting through, and I suppose America's the place to be if you want Kiss stuff because yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah,
3: it's not as readily available in the UK. So just quickly going back onto Tool. So as, yeah. as you,
2: you've studied Tool, you know all about them now. Ready for this book? I have a slight task for you, sir. I have never been able to get into Tool. There's so much hype about them and I just don't get it. Okay. Can you recommend me a couple of songs that I can check out and I can see what
3: all the bloody fuss is about? Um, yeah, I mean, the early stuff was more in the alternative metal genre, so just more heavier, straightforward. Um, the, probably my favourite song still to this day is the first track on their Onima album called Stink Fist. Um, I think I've heard that. So, one. yeah. So, that is like a, a fairly straightforward heavy rock, heavy metal, sort of alternative metal song. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's so many really good, sort of, you know, long songs. The one that comes to my mind, which I absolutely love, was on their Fear Inoculum album, which came out a few years ago, the last album, uh, a song called Numa. Um, I think it's about 12 minutes long, but. It's amazing. I just love it. It's it's not necessarily new uh, guitar and bass wise. It's not necessarily one of the more technical songs, but if you watch Danny Carey the drummer's drum cam performance of it, uh, the drumming is incredible. He's an oh, he's a mad drummer. He's just his kit is just ginormous, um, and but how he you know how he times everything to perfection. Even I mean he's in his I think he's early sixties now um but he is just amazing um so Numa for for a more a modern tool I guess a modern progressive tool and Stink Fist for a, just like an in-your-face hard rocking tune okay I'm going to listen to these before we release this episode and in the little spiel we do before the interview i'll give Mm
2: -hmm. my opinion because i want to i I just need to check them out again and i never know where to start because there's that much and
3: then that i've been yeah i'd be interested to hear what you think but yeah they're off the top of my head putting me on the spot there too that i i would say to people to hear both sides of the band they're the ones they're the songs to to go and give a listen to okay i'm gonna do that just for you i'm gonna do that (laughs) So. Obviously you've done this deep dive on call
2: and tour. Are there any other bands you would like really love to do this sort of deep dive on, or maybe even planning to do this sort of thing? Uh,
3: well, as like I say, the, the next one out is the Faith No More Decades one. And I I hope it comes out. Okay. Um, I've taken a break since I, I've written that book. So I'm not actually doing anything at the minute, Um Because for the last, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years, I've just constantly gone from book to book to book to book without a break. So I felt mentally this one got quite tough towards the end, trying to reach a word count. And the deadline was never in doubt. It was more the word count. Um, Some, you know, a bit of brain freeze and stuff like that. Uh, But looking, I mean, I've seen the book. It should be uh, being printed as we speak. So I'll get my copies in the next few weeks. Uh, But seeing the the template of it, it's turned out pretty well. And I think I prefer doing the decades books than I did the every song. Um, I mean, there's so many bands I do like, but then you look at their discography uh, and you uh, you just think, I mean, I I love the Smashing Pumpkins, Um, but to do an every album, every song of them, I mean, they've done God knows how many albums, but they're also one of the very few bands I could think of that actually released more b-sides that are actually better than the album material they mm. they must have i don't know over a, a thousand fifteen hundred songs they've written so imagine that being done in a book like that that would take forever and ever yeah. um, so the, the decade series is definitely what i'm interested in um because with the the on-track books i also wrote them uh, as in a biography as well so it isn't just going from album to album talking about the songs when it comes to the next album cycle, I talk about everything the bands were doing up until that, like touring, uh, the mm-hmm. recording process of the albums, uh, who they worked with in the studio. Um, so it's more more for a for a fan. There's more in depth knowledge in there than just you know my 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 point of the songs. Whereas the Faith No More one is strictly a, a technically biographical of that whole decade. Um, so those are the ones that I'd like to do again I have reached out with a couple of ideas to the publisher for a next one um, which he's pretty slow at responding at the minute so that's why I'm not doing anything but I'm sure in the next few weeks he'll come back to me and then we'll discuss uh, what there is to what else to come but um, oh yeah so many bands Nine Inch nows. I'd love to write one on them I'd love in a way to write a book on Nirvana or Linkin Park um, Motley Crew, but so many people have done them before so I've kind of got to a point where I want to try and focus on a band that doesn't have many books out if any of them um, so you know because it's just you know it's just another one so I think the Faith No More, for example they've actually have one other really decent book which was written and features interviews with the band so i'm always going to say to people we'll go for that book because that actually features the band members i couldn't get them involved with mine um so i'd rather just look for someone that perhaps hasn't had a book out um and the other art the other goal is uh to eventually either co-write or ghost uh memoirs as well with musicians that would be another that's probably the ultimate dream uh, i have actually done I've actually done one, but that will never see see the light of day because the the musician involved can't get his backside in gear editing it. That was done four years ago now, I think, and it's it's brilliant. It's I, I read I read it through every so often, and it's a brilliant story. But he just can't seem to to get himself together. So I think we've missed the boat on that one. I did start another <sighs> one with uh, uh, a yeah. with someone and he kind of knocked it on the head he sort of ghosted me so i did sort of a good 3 months of work on the book and then he decided that he would uh, do his own podcast and tell the stories instead oh, that's um, nice of no? him Yep, yeah. and i did have a a uh, a multi platinum selling musician want me to write his book as well uh, but again he's he's um he's busy with a new project um and it's it might happen one day who knows but yeah that would be the overall goal but it's more i guess you kind of got to get your name out there a bit more first um i don't know you know certain bands especially in the uk of a certain level it might be worth it at some point perhaps reaching out just to see if there's something but of course if you're the band that someone's writing your book you want to know they're credible and you know they've got a lot of books behind them to sort of think yeah okay they must be fairly decent so maybe i'm probably not at that point yet but Hopefully, somewhere down the line, yeah, that's the the overall goal. Not necessarily for the money. I'm not bothered about obviously the these books we get. We get a six six monthly or every every six months we get royalties. Um, but it's nothing. It's not it's not making me a full time writer. I do it for the for the love of the for the for the writing. And I've always said if I just sell one copy, then I'm happy. So um, yeah, it
1: is what it is. That sounds all too familiar. Uh, mm-hmm. if we get one listen on here <laughs> we're more than happy you know? i mean it's just it's great though but obviously you're going to have setbacks we you know yeah. we, again we know exactly how you feel with with you know people are like yeah yeah of course 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 and mm. then nothing was sat in yeah right. okay um no. you know so there's going to be things like there's going to be people giving shitty comments but who cares Do you know exactly. who really gives a shit how is yeah. it a, you know it doesn't change your life in any way you know, yeah. it's like people who, um so my favourite band ever, A Day to Remember. And so <laughs> first being like, oh, my God, in to them, they're fucking shit. So you go, oh, oh, oh you know what? Now you've mentioned it. You're right. I'll notice them ever again. Like, mm.
0: it's fucking yeah, weird, is it?
1: Like, why yeah. would you do that? I
3: don't know. It's, yeah, too many. It's okay to give you, give your opinions at some point. But, yeah, I don't like people that will say something as if they're, they're, their feedback is the only feedback that matters.
1: Like, yeah, it's just yeah. So I can imagine, I thought, for example, your, your new metal book, right? And someone goes, <laughs> "Well, it's just fucking, it's a shit." I go, okay. Well, let me look at your book and then we'll compare. Oh, you've yeah. written one yeah. exactly. There we are then. Yeah, I was quite <laughs>
3: fortunate with. I think it was uh, new metal on the Blabbermouth page when they shared the book, and then someone come out with something, and someone else said, "Okay, uh, I'm not a fan of new metal, but this guy's written a book. What have you ever done?" um i'm not yeah i mean it's hard to say it's it's not hard to write a book i guess um but obviously he seeing that was like yeah okay thanks man that's cool um yeah 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 it's it's one of them sometimes you do have to kind of act a little bit more egotistical i guess and think well look at you what you're doing there i can see on your profile you're a i don't know mechanic or something like a you know you know, I don't know anything. No, mechanics a good job because I have to use them a lot for my cars. But, you know, just you see them and you think, well, if that's your job and you're happy,
1: fair play, man. But yeah, I'm doing this. It is what it is. No, it's a hate on people. Just get over it. Don't worry about mm. it. Like we like said about the festival thing. If you don't want to read the book, don't read it. Like yep. nothing's going to happen. You know, you're not going to wake <laughs> up with one less finger. Like, you know, just, yeah. just, just don't worry about it. <laughs> People are saying, oh, I wrote was... a book about new metal and all of a sudden I've only got four fingers on this hand. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you've only got four fingers anyway, Jamie. Anyway. Shut uh, up, uh, uh, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so you had, you said your first book was We Own the Nights," yeah? We
3: Own the night, yeah.
1: But I found your debut novel called The Sound of Everything. So How? I, oh, did... <laughs> I don't, I
3: never actually released it, yeah, i I think I actually I just printed a
1: couple of copies just for myself, just to sort of have a look at the layout and stuff. Um, okay, I I screw. I'm not going to lie to you. I Facebook stalked you, is what. I ah, did. right, okay, yes. Yeah, so then <laughs> I be went pictures back. on
3: there. Yeah, probably with a coming soon advert sort of thing, and it never did come soon. And yeah, I have got the copies. Yeah, again, and not fictional fiction um, is a is something again that I would like to do, but I just can't. Uh, I mean, I I could tell you I've probably written half or 10 half novels over the years, but I can't stick with the idea. I can sort of get into it and write a good half of the book. And then afterwards, I just think, no, that idea is shit. Um, Yeah, (laughs) uh, basically. And just give up then. Um, The Sound of Everything. Yeah, that was uh, quite a generic one. But it's basically it was uh, told from the first person, uh, a music memoir, I guess, Probably partly uh, influenced by the music memoir, the real one that I wrote that will never get released. So, ah. um, so n- obviously the the, the the sound of everything is nothing to do with that band or what they okay. that that member told me about. Just my own sort of idea. But yeah, it was a a rock star who um, whose band signed to a major label. They made it big straight away. It wasn't to be expected. Um, the second album partly using the era of new metal where um illegal downloading came in so the second album for this band was due to send them like global it leaked online early they didn't get half the sales the singer was already getting addicted to alcohol blah 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 goes to rehab meets a girl comes out um yeah it was a i feel like a, a slightly cool twist halfway through with a Basically, the record label puts the uh, the protagonist on tour with another band that they don't get on with and uh, an accident ensues. Um, it's a bit of a... Yeah, it is. It it's, sounds I great. I kind of want to read it. I'm not, I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not just saying this because you're here. I was actually like, go on. Go yeah. on. Tell me more. I want to read yeah, this. <laughs> I keep thinking about trying to read it. But again, that I did get offered a couple of publishing deals on it, but it's these a lot of people call them vanity publishers where they actually ask you to pay some money towards the, uh, the printing and and everything of it. So I think they wanted sort of two and a half thousand pounds towards publishing it. Um, and I was thinking, obviously I'm not, I wasn't in the position to do it anyway. I was saving for a house and whatnot. I definitely am not in a position to do it now. So it's one of them do I decide to just do it myself at some point. Um, Or just try another publisher. But again, uh, especially music fiction is a very niche market. There's not a massive amount of publishers out there that deal in music fiction. Um, But I did let someone uh, read it um, at my workplace. And she, well, she, you know, in her own words, absolutely loved it. I think she read it in a day and a half. Um, But I've always... I enjoy my books but I'm, I'm not always the one that I can't accept praise particularly well so I'm kind of yeah okay if you can say so let's just leave it at that put it in the cupboard and forget about it but um yeah
2: I was gonna say not to go all therapist
3: on you Matt but there seems
2: to be a lot of self-doubt I get from you like
3: come on uh, man you're doing awesome <laughs> no this is I guess it's more I'm very um critical I guess with my of my own stuff so I can make the faith no more all done. Yep. I've gone through it all edited. Absolutely fine. But when it comes the final product and it's like, there'll be something I don't like or something. I don't know. I think the new metal book out of the, the three that I've done so far is that is my favorite, I guess, in, in every single aspect. Um, and the tall one, like I said, the corn one could have been a lot better in my own opinion. Um, uh, but yeah, it is one of them. I think, uh, in all aspects of life musicians obviously they're always very critical of their own work and stuff and you know it's nice to hear the positive feedback don't get me wrong um, so yeah as long as people that are picking it up are enjoying it and not demanding a refund or something I guess that's that's better than nothing so
1: you know what you should do is the ones that you're really not happy that you've half read So that Amazon reviewer that was like was just, you know playing you thought that was shit mate read this Yeah,
3: <laughs> let's see yeah. your
1: thoughts on that <laughs> Yeah, the We Own the Night, like I
3: say, yes, that is, uh, I, th- I think <laughs> I'm thoroughly justified to sort of downplay that one. But the review system on Amazon is terrible. I mean, the the tool book lost half a star rating the other day because someone received their book damaged and they decided to review it by giving it three stars. Well, you're not reviewing the content, you're reviewing the fact that Amazon sent you the book damaged. Yeah. Um, and that's what? annoying because, you know, as you rely on the, the star ratings and stuff uh, for a lot of people to actually look oh okay well if that many people have rated it and have bought it then it must be worth picking up whereas obviously the more people that do that and your, your star rating goes down you they're less likely to just sort of want to give it a try
1: where is the best place to get your books from Matt? Where is the best that basically you get most of the profits from, because I don't want to go. Cause I'm one of my best mates is one of the biggest tool fans. Like I think I've ever known, like, I <laughs> can't stand them myself, but still like he, like he worships the ground they walk on. So <laughs> I want to grab a copy, but I don't want to grab a copy where the company I'm buying it from take most of it. And you get like two P. It's pretty much everywhere
3: that you, you're going to be, I get it from now. It's all through their distribution. So Amazon is the best, is the best place. Um, and they always have the best discounts as well, actually. Um, okay. I don't know. I don't exactly know how much the tall one is at the minute, but I know, I mean, I think the tall RRP was it's $15.99, but most of them on Amazon from Sonic Bond, they generally charge a tenner, maybe just a little bit more from. Um, but yeah, no, if he wants to buy it, just tell him if he wants to buy it on there and just pop a review on
1: when he's done. Um, no, I'll grab but, it and I'll write it for you. I'll grab it and write it for you, don't worry. I'll yeah. post it on to him.
3: I get I get um, a handful of complimentary copies when the books are done, um, which I do sell myself um, signed copies if people want them. Um, but no, I don't um, I don't have any more of the tall ones on me. So at least with that way, I do um, I do earn a bit more money than I would through the royalty part of it. But uh, yeah, awesome. Amazon's the best way. Um, if anyone happens to be listening to your show from Australia, there's a website called Booktopia. Um, they're the main Uh, company over there online bookstore Um, and Barnes and Noble and Walmart in America are also uh, two of the main places that stock the books as I've been told anyway. That must be
1: amazing to have your books out nationwide like worldwide.
3: Yeah. I mean the worldwide distribution, like I say, with the self-publishing that's, you don't have that. You literally, you have the books in your hand and you sell them to people perhaps in America. So you have to obviously post them out um but yeah with Sonic Bond the books come out in the UK first and then two months later they come out in the rest of the world so Tool uh, came out in America and everywhere else uh at the end of September um so yeah it's nice to I don't know if there's ever uh, been any physical bookstores they're sold in it is generally the online bookstores of like I say Barnes and Noble and, and Walmart um, um but yeah I mean I found websites in Japan that stock it in Brazil uh Oh. random little european countries as well um so they have uh, they the sonic bond does have a good distribution side to them um so yeah i mean that's, as long as they're out there that's people can then this. they want to pick it up yeah it's it's nice to see yeah it's uh, it's nice especially when you get obviously a random person that you you haven't spoken to or or you know they haven't seen you promoting the book i guess that they've actually found it themselves and Bought it, either put a picture up on and tagged me in it on Instagram or have written a review. They're, they're the nice ones to see as well. Just because you actually think, oh, okay, there is actually some strangers out there that come <laughs> across and want to pick it up.
1: I can imagine you're looking for the list of like so, like UK, America, Australia, Nicaragua, richly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Trinidad
3: it out, <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting to see the the breakdown. Yeah, I don't get that. I just get a breakdown when the time comes for royalties. I just get a breakdown of sales um, per book. So it, I, I'm not going to ask the publisher because it'd probably take him a long while if he was able to do it in the first place. It would be interesting. <laughs> would be interesting. So I've had people reach out to me in various countries. Um, and I know a lot of, especially sort of South America area. A lot of them keep asking if there's going to be one written in their own native language because obviously their English perhaps isn't good. But again, that's from what I've been told, it's up to a publisher in that country to reach out to Sonic Bond to say we want to publish this book. So uh, that's the only way that will happen. So as I didn't know that at the time, next time I'll say to him, go and find yourself a publisher. Here's the contact email. That's how it's got to be done. Fingers crossed. Fingers ross but no like i said
2: you're absolutely killing it and you know as you said you got this upcoming book all about faith no more in the
3: 90s when did you say this is out again so this one in the uk this is out at the end of november um and according to the amazon listing in america it's actually out on new year's eve over there which (laughs) um so whether it'll be maybe a little bit later than that i'm not sure but yeah originally it was supposed to be for october but it's uh no november the 26th I want to say maybe even the 25th but it is available for pre-order on Amazon now Um, if you search just search my name and then all the books come up on there Um, but yeah Faith No More I love that band as well absolutely um, one of the most sort of diverse rock bands there is that can do anything from lounge music to jazz to metal to rap rock Um, uh, yeah I love Faith No More Um, and yeah I'm actually I'm, I'm quite excited to see how that one's turned out when uh, when the copies arrive hopefully in the next couple of weeks
2: phenomenal before we start wrapping up I know you said you're having a little bit of a break at the moment so I won't ask if you've got anything coming up other than the fake no more but but is there ideas in the back of that head of yours are you going right this yeah when I'm ready to write this is what I'm
3: doing. yeah yeah I I think I mentioned a little while ago I have reached out to the publisher um, about a couple of bands I'd like to do in the decade series so it's just a matter of waiting for him to come back to me and say yes or no um once he says yes or once we agree on a band he'll send me a contract out once that gets signed it's ready to rock on um and then also like I said February time I think I'll uh, be returning to the down for life punk and hardcore magazine so that was the one I used to write for I did actually I did put that on the back burner purely because of the the publishing deal Um, So while I did enjoy writing for them, I think it came to the point where one issue was due when I had about a month left uh, before the deadline of a book. So I had to sort of knock that on the head. But luckily, the editors uh, are sort of happy to have me come back. Um, So, yes, that will be something to do in the first quarter of next year as well. So, yes, hopefully another book next year, a couple of magazine pieces. Um, that'll, That'll tide me over quite nicely incredible mr stevens do you have any more questions for
2: our illustrious guest
1: i do and of course as you know this how this works you know we know what's coming did you ever think that when you first started out writing your football uh reviews of fake games etc <laughs> that you would be here today with a book on tool corn one faith no more coming out and a whole new metal uh definitive book out probably not especially not under a, a professional publisher
3: um Like I said, anybody can write a book if they want to and self-publishing is a big thing now. So the new metal one, I guess that was the big one that I did myself uh, before. Um, So, yeah, it's hard to say had I not got the publishing deal, whether I would have done more books in the, uh, you know, down the self-publishing route Um, or maybe it could have been one of them where, you you know, some people do perhaps just think at the end, is it worth it in the end? but no, I just enjoyed writing. So whether I would have just stuck with magazines and something, I don't know. But uh, no, I'm very fortunate. I'm I'm very uh, thankful to Sonic Bond for taking me on. And uh, like I say, the books that they they um, they print, they're very professional looking. Um, the only slight gripe is the the text layout in the books, which I've mentioned a couple of times. Can we do it like this? But uh, it's their house style. But no, I'm thankful to them for. For the for the opportunities they've given me so if uh Stephen lamb happens to see this thank you Stephen. beautiful uh before we let you go sir do you have any plugs websites social medias anything you want people to go and check out uh my instagram is probably where i'm more active these days uh mainly just for book stuff uh so uh, that is at matt underscore carper um, i'm just creating a little wix website at the minute which uh, the plan is to pay the small monthly fee for a mattcarper.com web link um so potentially like you said if this this uh shows due out in a three weeks bet, that mattcarper.com might be up and running by then and like i said with the books amazon is your best bet if you're in the uk as they offer some nice little discounts absolutely love
2: it matt this has been phenomenal thank you so much my friend really
3: appreciate you doing this yeah thank you guys for having me on as well it's been uh, it's been great. Yeah, I appreciate you reaching out. Yeah, okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Cheers, Take, care, Take care, buddy. Thanks See man. you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah,
2: tell you. Bye. What a phenomenal interview. I absolutely Great. love this one. Incredible. And if you're one of those people in the comments and in the reviews giving him shit because he made a tiny mistake in the corn book, fuck you. He spent a lot of time working on that. Don't be a dickhead.
1: And obviously it came out just as the new album was released. So, <laughs> you know, it's obviously not going to have the latest album in either because it was timed just as that came out. Uh, phenomenal. Absolutely amazing book. I'm
2: going to order myself a copy of the new metal book. It is in my wish list for my Christmas. I really want to get a copy of that because it sounds like a great read. But I did mention a little challenge. And as you heard in this interview... I do not understand the fuss when it comes to Tool. People like Tool are the greatest band ever. They are technical geniuses, and I love them with all of my heart, and I don't get it. So I challenged Matt in this interview to give me two songs to listen to, and he gave me Schism and Fear Inoculum, and I gave them a listen. And you know what? I can appreciate what they're doing. It is technically beautiful. But by the end of the song, I was so bored. Like, just... They just go on way. Right? And I like prog. I, I like long songs, but I'm just like, oh my God, is this over yet? I, I don't get it. don't know. It's not for everybody. I, I'll admit, it's going to sound really, really patronising. and I don't mean it in this way. But the last like 30 seconds to a minute of Schism is badass. Like it's a really great bit of music and the vocal. It, it's awesome. I was like, if that was a whole song, I'd be down for that. That is awesome. But yeah, I just don't get it.
1: I tried, Matt. I tried. It's not for everybody, Jamie. It's absolutely fine. Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and chat to us. We really appreciate it. We loved every second of it. And we hope that you guys enjoy listening to it as much as we did recording it.
0: Mr. Stevens.
1: Yes, sir. It's only audience participation time.
2: Let's participate. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's Participation Challenge. This week I said we all have those dream concerts and perform concerts? Let's try that one again. We all have those dream concerts and performances, mainly in the shower. This week we're asking you if you could perform with any artist or band as a guest performer, who would it be? What song could you play? What would you be doing? Guitar, sing, drum, and the more detail the better. What say you, Mr. Stevens?
1: Who would I like to perform with? That's a good question. And Sync could be cool. Oh, I think it'd be great if you could match that. I think the that'd be great. Experience. Yeah, like just, just doing pop, what tune? <laughs> um, you know, um, but if I was to be real, I think I would love to maybe go with Electric Callboy. That'd be great. Because I think that'll be just so much fun. Um, but if we're going for talent and for wonderful human beings and stuff like that, uh, personally, from a personal point of view, on a personal level, uh, a day to remember yeah that'd be him. what just would you do just, what would you do i just sing with jeremy i think yeah i just i think i just have to be a hype man when I I just going nuts. <laughs> they are so great live it just i can't tell you how wonderful the dead remember are
2: yeah i don't i don't, I don't agree that would be an incredible show i think mine's going to be kind of obvious kiss kiss playing rock and roll all night doing vocals with gene in New York City, Madison Square Garden, just experience that, that crowd, the home crowd. Oh, God fucking yeah, that is my dream right there. Oh, just be really stunning. Oh, anyway, let's get some audience answers. Mally Malpass, my God, this man gives us great answers every single week. Oh, yes. He It says Million Dollar Love by Dub War. It is a massive dream of mine to sing with Benji Webb. I had no idea that Benji Webb had another band of the
1: skin trade. <laughs> Yeah, dub war, yeah. Never heard of them in my life. Keris' sister went to school with his daughter. Oh, that's cool. She's put her a play. Um, I'm actually in the process of reaching out to her to try and get her as a guest because uh, she's working with nudes and stuff to create this amazing theatrical play. So who knows? Ooh. But yeah, that's a great answer. Sorry. <laughs> uh Brian
2: Williams. I know these guys are known as arseholes, but because I always sing Wonderwall when I do karaoke, I think it would be awesome to sing with Oasis. Also, I'm not sure how I could do a duet, but it would be awesome to do a stand-up bit with Christopher Titus or Anthony Jesselnick. I don't know who they are, I'll be honest, Ryan. You should but, research that. <laughs> probably. But as he said, uh, stand-up bits, I'm going to guess comedians. So. But And um, <laughs> Alan Carr... <laughs> If you can use it as an excuse to kick them in the pods, if so, whichever Gallagher brother is marginally the bigger (laughs) arsehole. That would really make me laugh. Uh, Louisa Lucas says she would love to perform alongside Louis Armstrong playing trumpet alongside him. That'd be... Oh, nice. That'd be wicked. Um, Rick Joyce. Chester Bennington, one step closer and I would be on the cowbell <laughs> because there's not enough cowbell out in the world and hopefully it would put the smile on his face i like that i like that that's nice yeah. and sean Pember says i was also going to say chester numb just because i absolutely love that song and i love chester literally my most favorite song ever with about five hours which is definitely a lot of ever's nina Hewitson says deuces are wild with stephen tyler and his harmonica I just want to hear him sing the words, I love to look into your big brown eyes to me. I love Deuces of War by Aerosmith, so fair play, Nina. That's a great answer. Uh, Debbie Myatt, my mother, she said, David Bowie, because, well, it's David Bowie. Fair. Yeah, and there's no snails around. And there's no snails. Now I've got this weird image of my mom singing David Bowie to a snail. (laughs) Ground control to Mr. Snail. Anyway... (laughs) And last but not least, Graham White. This is a beautiful answer. Robin Williams singing Prince Ali with as many costume changes oh, as physically possible. Yeah. Oh, Knowing yeah. Graham, I would absolutely love to see him and Robin Williams perform that together. That would be one heck of a show. i just love to have Robin Williams, to be honest, more than anything else. What a legend. What a beautiful show that would be.
1: Thank you. It's absolutely everyone that participated in Jamie's Participation Challenge. We really appreciate everybody that throws in your answers on er, on a weekly basis. So thank you very much. but If you enjoy Jamie's Participation Challenge, Callum's teachings, Tom's journal, the interview, and all the absolute wanky bollocksy shit we talk <laughs> at the beginning of each episode, then you enjoy the other 62 editions of the Chronicles of Podcast. Available on your podcast from Spotify, Google, Apple, etc., etc. You can also find us on YouTube at The Chronicles of Podcast. Hit that subscribe button right now. Subscribe right now. Hit it, that button. S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E. Hit it, along with the bell. So get notified of whenever a video gets released. And comment, comment, comment. Thank you, Ron. You can also find our hashtag WBWs way back Wednesdays on there. They are obviously complete. But they are there for you to enjoy alongside our bloodstock live interviews from bloodstock festival this year phenomenal a great time we really hope we get to go back next year especially with Killswitch on the first night fucking right um along with other bands obviously but kill switch would be it for me personally yes please i know you're more like devil driver hooray devil uh, driver mega dave
2: yeah there's loads of
1: what yeah exactly so gate creeper still uh so yeah you can go on there subscribe and follow the shows enjoy begin to watch us live it's wonderful it's great and check out our South lancaster uh foundation uh, blog vlog on there as well uh for you to thoroughly enjoy with many a guest um you can also find us on facebook jamie at the chronicles of podcast just like it comment put whatever you want their gifts to share shit talk about the shows um and also come and subscribe to our patreon uh patreon.com slash tco pod and come and talk about the shows in there as well we'll give you access to a discord that you can use we'll make it we've got some social media on there you can use and chat to us you can get involved in my journal you can get involved in and ask the guests a question if you want we can see the calendars you can actually see who's coming on the show um it's definitely worth it for five bucks a month uh, it's just four pounds if you're british jamie where else could you find us sitting in the corner reading one of matt's books but never fold the uh-huh. corner always use a bookmark absolutely or on the twitter at TCO Pod, but whilst you're there, where else could you find us, Jamie?
2: Breaking up a fight and going, do you not know who's on stage right now? It's only Ex- fucking Jack Bauer,
1: exactly. Or on the Instagram <laughs> at TCO Pod. We're also on TikTok at TCO Pod. We are now sharing clips of the show each and every week. Jamie has done an absolutely amazing job. So if you want to see wonderful clips of cock on the Shoulder," um, Cock on the is just potent and all of the wonderful bits and pieces from last week, get on our TikTok at Pod and give us a follow and share those videos like you wouldn't fucking believe and go and check out Jamie's Chesney Hawk's reaction because that is the best video on there. I love that video. I love that video. You can also find us finally at our wonderfully, deliciously, wonderfully, beautifully, sexy gorgeously, incredible, and delicious little website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. It's available there at the bottom. Just uh, put that in. Um, And you can find out all about us are on there. All of our shows and episodes are on there. And all of our affiliations and sponsors are on there as well. It's glorious. It's wonderful. And you just deserve to come and have a look at it, really, to be quite honest with you. The Chronicles of Podcast. Downloaders, reviewers, sharers, raters. Tell all of your friends about us. Subscribe to us. Allow us into your ears. But most importantly, the Bus is coming. And everybody's jumping. New York to San Francisco and it's mm-hmm. a 60s disco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the wheels are still turning and for some reason, traffic lights are burning. So if you like to party, come on and move your body. The Bus is coming. Platform 9. 4.30. <laughs> One question. Why the fuck do you know so many
2: words to the Vengabus? Who doesn't? I don't. <laughs> You're not cultured enough, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's, I'm not cultured enough. I don't have yeah. the looks of the fingerless. No. It makes sense. I've lived a sheltered life. Anyway, before we get out of here, let's say thank you to a few of our friends. Every single piece of music you hear on this show is brought to you by one man. That man is Mr. Singer Songwriter Matt Roberts. Go follow him on all the social medias at Matt Roberts Music. Give him a follow on spotify today the day this show is out his brand new single perfectly blue is out we come out at 6 p.m so you should already have listened to it if you haven't sort your act out go on, sort your life out have a word with yourself go look in the mirror and say what am i doing with my life that i haven't listened to this song yet and go put it on that and go put it on now yeah we'll we'll wait for you go listen now. thank you also, a massive thank you to Sean and Braden at Stay Cozy Clothing, www.staycozyclothing.com or the smartphone app. Have a look on there. An absolute metric ton of apparel, and they are all absolutely beautiful, and they are all very cosy. Look at that hoodie that Mr. Stevens is wearing. Look at it. Isn't it stunning? Isn't it beautiful? And what one word could you think of to describe that hoodie, Mr. Stevens? Wonderful. That's it. Wonderful. It's wonderful. It's definitely cozy. It's definitely cozy. So head on over there, add one of everything you like to look of to your basket. May I suggest the Sophie Lancaster Foundation Collaborative T-shirt? It's an absolutely stunning design. Fifty percent of the profits go straight to them. And then when you've put everything in your basket, enter the the enter the discount code The Chronicles and get yourself ten percent off your order. A little gift from them to you. And last but not least, the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. We represent them every week. They are stamping out prejudice, hatred and intolerance everywhere. These guys mean the absolute world to us. It is a message that rings true with us. Something else we have spoken about in this episode is the alternative subculture. People in that community want to be themselves, listen to the music they like, dress the way they like, and they should be able to do that without being prejudiced against without being bullied without having abuse hold of them it is absolutely ridiculous in this day and age that this is still happening so let's help them put a stop to it go to sophielancasterfoundation.com forward slash hate crime click on the hate crime tab fill in that questionnaire all that information that you give us will help collate more information we can send to the courts to make alternative subcultures being added as a strand in the hate crimes because quite frankly it is if someone is being bullied because of the music they listen to, it's a hate crime. There is no ifs or buts about it. It's quite simple. Also, regarding the Sophie Lancaster Foundation, end of this month, it is Make A Noise, 26th of November. We celebrate it every single year in memory of Sophie. So we will do something very special, as we always do. The Sophie Lancaster Foundation can do something special. So keep your eyes and ears peeled and help us raise awareness and maybe a little bit of funds for the Sophie Lancaster Foundation, our wonderful charity. Partner, and last but not least, thanks to this handsome devil over there. Look at him keeping okay, nice. me in line while my brain melts this week.
1: Thank you very much, Jamie, as well to you as well. I love. Uh, I do enjoy this show uh, on a weekly basis. We, you know, we get it in when we can. Uh, we don't let the fans down. That's the right and thing. And the show, absolutely, um guys. It's been another great edition, Jamie. A wonderful episode, Matt. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a doozy. It's been an absolute wonderful. Wonderful evening. I've really enjoyed this episode, Um, Um, as always. Uh, Unfortunately, obviously, the Sophie Lancaster Foundation were meant to be hosting uh, an event on the 21st in Manchester, but sadly was cancelled due to the fact that loads of people have so many different commitments. It was really hard to put together. Uh, But don't worry. Like Jamie said, we can all make a noise on the 26th for Sophie and now for Sylvia. Um, So make sure that you get donated. Go donate right now. Go to TCO Pod. Go to our website. Donate on the Sophie Lancaster page right now. Um but yeah and as for this week we'll see you all next week goodbye everybody
0: bye, bye.